0: Well, hold on a minute. Let's not get started quite yet. I got one more thing I want to tell you about. Thanks for listening to the ad so far. This is Giannis Patelis, co-host of this podcast, most of the time. And I want to tell you about the TRCP 13th Annual Capital Conservation Awards Dinner Sweepstakes. It's going on right now. You can participate up until midnight, September 29th. Okay, what the grand prize is for these sweepstakes is a two-day trip for the winner and one guest to southwestern Michigan to hunt the famed eastern wild turkey with none other than Stephen Ronella and myself. We did it last year. We had a crew that came in from Colorado, had a great time. They all killed mature toms. I even snuck in a Jake right there at the end. It's 25 bucks for 10 entries. Okay, it's cheap. Even if you don't win, you're supporting conservation, you're supporting TRCP, who is constantly working for all Americans to have a quality place to hunt and fish. This is super important, folks. So come on, chip in, at least do the minimum, you know, entry fee there to win, which, like I said, you get 10 chances for 25 bucks. You can go up from there. I can guarantee you it's gonna be a hoot. There's gonna be some awesome stories told. Lots of laughs and good hunting is almost guaranteed. I promise I will work my ass off to get you on a big old gobbler there in Southwest Michigan. It's super fun. So everybody, please go to trcp.com and look for the 13th Annual Capital Conservation Awards Dinner Sweepstakes and apply. Help conservation, help yourself get a chance to come hunt with Steve and myself. Thanks. And now, your Podcast this is the
1: meat eater podcast coming at you shirtless severely bug bitten and in my case underwearless Hunt, the meat eater podcast
2: you can't predict anything
1: presented by first light creating proven versatile hunting apparel from merino base layers to technical outerwear for every hunt first light go farther stay longer So, Corinne, you think you're a big time engineer now?
3: <laughs> now we just uh, fill in for each other.
1: <laughs> Here's the deal between i have started to realize between you and Phil is when you're gone, Phil kind of acts like he knows what you're all about, <laughs> yeah. What your job's all about, uh-huh. and now I see it's recipro- it's a reciprocated.
3: Well, it was you know he kind of did like a little tutorial with me for the soundboard.
1: You look like you're. Uh, like you're DJing a wedding or something.
4: Hey, that's a cool image. <laughs> I don't mind seat. that. Yeah. Your
1: seat's higher. <laughs> are you mean, it? Your seat's higher than everybody else's.
4: Well,
3: that <laughs> I'm on the least comfortable seat. It's a high stool, but I chose a lower of the high options we have. Yeah. And you guys can sit in the comfortable, foamy seats.
5: Oh, you look great up there.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I'll, t- I'll
5: trade it. you if you want.
1: Man, no, we got I'm a whole t- this, this is, is like a, a this is a giant lip cancer convention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like so Taylor McCall, are you, are you spitting in that thing right now? No,
6: no. I've got my mouth's dry from being out here. We just got out here. You're not so. gonna pack one in? No, it's in it right now. Are you gonna spit it into that little deal? Yeah. Oh, trying. it's in there right now. Yeah, yeah. I just go up top with the pouches. That's why I switched to the pouches so I can I can save uh I can I can
1: do it while I sound check.
7: No, Okay. An upper decker. Yeah. Yeah. We're
1: going to, yeah. We're, I, want, I want to get into that. Uh, upper deckers and all that. And Jared, we're going to get, we're going to do intros. We're going to end on Jared. He's going to explain that little, uh, that little Halloween themed, um, spittoon. Okay. <laughs> they still
7: call it a spittoon? <laughs> yeah. A spittoon. Yeah. That's a portable spittoon. So he can take it with you. Take it's not one of them old brass ones. And it's either. got a big, well, let's just talk about it right now. It's called what? It's a mud jug. So when it, it doesn't it, spill. No, it doesn't spill. It's got a weighted bottom. Really? And, uh, you know, you take the funnel right off with your two thumbs and wash it out. Women love them.
1: I can imagine. Smell resistant. How many? Uh, how many days
7: can you chew before you have that thing full of spit? I mean, just depends on the dipper, I guess. But like me, probably two days.
3: Can we describe yeah. what what this is? What it's we're a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Jersey, yeah. We're on a podcast. So. Yeah, this is a so it's a it's, a, it's <laughs> a, so.
1: A, talk, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna go out of order. So what's that? Oh, yeah. So Taylor McCall, the musician. You, you've been on the show before, yeah. But you're back because your album's coming out, yeah, yeah. And then we're gonna skip. Some, we're getting around to some other people, and then um, Jared Outlaws here. Yes, sir.
7: How yeah, the hell well. you
1: describe yourself? Like a just a guy. Like a guy. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just
7: a guy, guy too. <laughs> 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 I, I can't Bunch give a, a description. Dude.
1: <laughs> like uh, like a very uh, a very popular. Uh, like you got into YouTube. We'll talk about all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got into YouTube. Like yeah, doing really funny early. stuff,
7: yeah, 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 and then, uh, yeah, doing outdoor, doing outdoor stuff like fishing and hunting. But then it seemed like for a while the only p- thing people cared about was what do you got in your lip, and that was like kind of the start of me as dip, uh, like a
1: dip, dip yeah. content producer, so, yeah,
7: like just making vidges about dip,
1: Vidges. Vidges. Do uh, can you can you explain something real quick, um, and then I want to get to the spittoon, yeah, yeah. Taylor, you—oh, my wife's going to—thanks see... for those tickets. You're welcome. Very welcome. Is that sold out? Mm, it's been—we
6: set it up 10 days like prior to coming out here and sold out in a couple days, which is nice. So,
1: and My neighbor likes that venue a lot. That's where it's we record—let me tell you a little bit of local uh, yeah. something. We record VO for our Netflix show mm-hmm. at that same place. Really? Oh. Uh- Oh, That's yeah. wow. where you do it. You'll smell me in there. It all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, my wife's going to see. I got. I got to leave town, but my wife's going to check you out. Anyhow, helpful. he was saying. Taylor Bacall was saying, Jared, that when he was. How old? 2015, Uh, 16, 17. He used to watch your dip videos. I don't even know what the hell that
6: means. I don't
4: either.
6: He's like, I kind of know
1: him because we used to watch his dip videos.
6: I used to have this routine that I would, before my parents got home, I would scurry home, smoke a little grass, order a pizza, and put in a dip and dip and watch his videos till my parents got home. And then I had to hide the dip can <laughs> in the grass. And then the pizza would be gone you by know, then.
7: The weirdest thing about what you just said is it's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. everybody's it's story. a ritual, man. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Especially it, in the early days of like dipping. It's kind of like, I don't know, something about it. Just it's like, I don't know, watching a hunting show while you get to kill something. Yeah, I didn't think of <laughs> dipping
1: as a thing, um not being not a dipper myself. I didn't think of dipping as a thing where you took in media about it. Now, mm. weed smoking mm-hmm. is always been a ripe, right? Yeah. Like, that's like a whole genre of, there's like a music, film, right? Totally. It's got its whole thing. Totally. And that's, the, that's know, the cool dip, thing about
6: dipping know, dip out is it. like, you'd think uh, country musicians, like, they'd be dipping and stuff where it's like, it's actually kind of on its way out in the industry. And I feel like one of the ones that's like. I'm I ain't afraid to be a little manly sometimes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. You're young enough to still be
1: manly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jared, uh oh, I got another question for you. Um, one thing that I took that interested me about you is uh you did a couple seasons commercial
7: fishing yeah. in Alaska. I did, yeah. Like purse Sainting or what? No, so first year was set net. Uh-huh. So I went up there and um that's where I mean set netting is basically all by hand. And the first year I was in the Cook Inlet out of Kenai. Yep. And uh, so that was uh, that was brutal as far as um, – I just remember my, the the captain that I had, like, when he was calling me. I was living in Florida at the time, and he, w- he would call me. He's like, are you strong? You got to make sure you're strong. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm strong, man. I've been to the gym like four times <laughs> before. And uh, so I went up there, and, you know, when I was uh, – I think I had just turned 19 – And um, so first year was setting it and then I did a little bit of cod fishing and halibut fishing around there and then second year went up was it, and, for the cod was
1: it uh traps
7: pots yeah, yeah. and so are which, those
1: baited or they just got like wings that
7: go out yeah so you 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 can bait them and then they have like uh you can long line for them too yep. kind of the same way you do halibut like you'll go out and you long line halibut and you can you'll, you know get rock cod or something like that off the bottom yeah um and then the second year went out and i was on a gillnet boat in the Bering Sea so i was in out of uh Port Molar, which is gillnet for what Salmon. Oh, in the okay. summers. So yeah, yeah. uh yeah, so you I mean you're you're catching everything from red, silvers, pinks, kings and
1: uh like Gilnut in the estuaries. Yeah. Okay.
7: And you're uh we would basically just run the, the Aleutians and mm-hmm. all the way up to like, you know, where uh where uh what's it uh Deadliest Catch is filmed in Dutch Harbor. Mm-hmm. We're like just south of that, um or just east of that and uh and you're kinda just trolling through the islands and and just how, trying to, How
1: old were you when you were doing all that?
7: Uh, I think I was t- – I turned 21 on the Bering Sea, and I didn't even know it was my birthday. It was like uh, – I think that was my last year up there, yeah.
1: You so, were just like in a haze of daylight.
7: Yeah, we, we, we the salmon run hit – so my birthday is May 25th, and the, so the salmon run hit, uh, the red started running like – couple days before my birthday, and I think we went, like... I mean, I don't even know. I don't... I can barely remember, because we never slept. Like, mm. when you watch Deadliest Catch, it's no joke. Like, mm-hmm. it's... You just don't sleep. Kinda Especially... Like, I not like being a mu- musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so, uh, so, I was up probably in that time for over two days straight. Mm. Um, and plus, my... I, I had the shitty end of the stick because my captain had arthritis real bad so he couldn't pick fish. This is
1: the guy that wants to know how tough you are. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Well this is no no this, All is, different the, guy. Yeah, this is the my second year captain. You call
1: him up. Are you tough? Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and uh so he had arthritis real bad in his hand, so he couldn't pick fish. You know, when you're when you're you're uh, picking fish, I mean it's a lot of work and it's a it's a quarter mile long net. And so you're bringing it in on the hydraulic drum and you're you're just slowly picking fish out and when it's the run, mm-hmm. you've got ten thousand fish in the thing. And you're pulling kings over, and he's just standing there looking at you, oh like, <laughs> go faster, go faster. Are
1: you sorting all those fish as you pull them off?
7: Yeah, so we had, uh, like, brailers in, we had, like, a, so on this, I think they call them bronco boats, but the, so ever, you do all the work off the stern of the boat, and the wheelhouse and everything's up front. It's not as big as the boats you see on, you know, Deadly's Catch, but, um, so the gill net is directly in the center on the, on the back, and you know you you've got fish holes directly under that so we have the the tops open sometimes like during the salmon run we would just be i'd be picking fish and and just throwing them on deck and then sorting them later because mm-hmm. you're just trying to get them in get the net back in the water as fast as possible but and uh, know. were you making good money doing that uh i didn't uh i thought you know everybody kind of goes up there thinking it's kind of oh like yeah, a gold yeah rush, everybody goes up there thinking know, to get rich yeah. when i was
1: a graduate school my roommate would go up and do uh he'd do the cannery runs you yeah, know yeah 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 but he'd come back with some decent money, man. Well, He, cannery, he, would, he if I, wouldn't do anything for months
7: afterward. Well, if I worked for like Peter Pan or something, the canneries up there, I would have made more money, mm. which I would have hated that. I mean, at least when you're on that boat fishing, you get, you know, you get killer whales coming up and humpbacks and you get to see bald mm. eagles all the time and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, the canneries is, is rough, you know. Um, yeah, not as, it's not like as adventurous. Yeah. But, I mean, if we, like the, the two years I was up there, the salmon runs didn't produce very well. I'm um, trying to remember the years I was up there. I think it was 2010 and 11, uh, 2009 and 10, maybe. And the salmon runs just weren't producing that well. Hmm. And um, that second year, I mean, it, when you're a fisherman up in Alaska, it's all about networking, it's all about who you know, the captains you know. I had a job ready for me on a crab boat that winter. Mm-hmm and uh I came back home and I was like yeah I don't know if I'm gonna go back up man <laughs> like I like they 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 don't guarantee you they give you a percentage you know but it's uh from what I was hearing they're just like you know I mean I'm I'd rather go back to dipping yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that what's up dirt
2: i have a dipping dip in a commercial fishing little story yeah yeah so I, I did a season per se. And- but okay. I haven't
1: I haven't reintroduced you yet.
2: oh I'm dirt no wait yeah
1: you know what you're like famous now <laughs> me and Chester working our asses off making that Bon Appetit video with Brad Leone oh, and then you get famous off it and you weren't even there
2: I know Is there in spirit and actually I've had more people recognize me and Helena from that video than oh, yeah. all the meat eaters so.
1: yeah me and Chester could have been saying good stuff about ourselves right <laughs> could have yeah, been like oh I'm the greatest man ever
4: <laughs> you know
1: well Rassle the bear whatever yes. I could have said crazy stuff but instead, we talked about how cool you were, and yep. they made like a thing about how cool you are. And now yep. you're like famous, and me and Chester are just
2: nothing. Well, I'll share one now that I'm famous. When I see an opportunity, I'll, I'll highlight you guys, let people Please. know who you and are. And They better
1: put a graphics <laughs> element in, like that the Bon Appetit people did for you.
2: Yeah, that no, was nice. That was real nice. It made me smile. Um, Man, like super famous. I know. I feel different.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> no, I, get, I got nervous seeing you come in. I was like, my hands are
2: shaking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, it's Dirt Man.
1: <laughs> Jester, it's Dirt men. In the office. In, the,
2: in person. <laughs> but, um, no, this is, you're going to like you, this. all
1: on one sec, because you realize we're, so, we're going to talk about this platoon.
2: Yeah, this is dip-related and fishing I just want to make sure. So, yeah, I did, I purse out of Ketchikan or near there, Meats oh, yeah, okay. Bay. Yeah. And uh, we'd sometimes do sets for the hatchery. Mm-hmm. And so we had a tender that would come up, we'd, you know, we'd purse the net and then they'd come, we wouldn't even put it on deck, we'd put the fish, the tender would suck the fish out of the net. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. for the hatchery, because then they'd transport oh, them. Oh, when it goes
1: to that, oh, I yeah, see. Yeah,
2: But, so one of the tender operators, this guy Justin, he'd he'd have a dip in, he'd be smoking and mm-hmm. he'd be doing the sniff snuff. Oh, yeah, snuff, yeah. What's,
1: what's the term for that?
7: Uh, Yeah, nasal snuff.
1: Yeah. Just, no, I mean, like thing. when you're doing like three the tobacco trifecta. products. Oh, the
6: trifecta. That's the trifecta. The
2: trifecta. Yeah. yeah. That's the
1: thing.
6: Nicotine yeah. addict. <laughs> so, but. Yeah. So he's doing, he's doing,
2: he's kind of, I mean, I was young and I was a chewer, but I was like, that guy's definitely going overboard. <laughs> so a month later passes. They come back out. I said, where's Justin? And uh, the tender captain said he was in the hospital for internal bleeding. What's that called? Uh...
1: Internal bleeding? Yeah,
2: so <laughs> <laughs> no, like ruptured something.
1: Uh,
7: uh, ruptured artery?
2: No.
1: Aorta? Aorta valve?
2: No. He was in. He was in the hospital because of. Hernia? No. Something no. like that. Hematopin or something.
7: Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor. So
2: he was in the hospital. Doctor Dirt here because <laughs> because of uh, the overconsumption of nicotine products. No. So, yeah. Wow. So the next time he comes out, he's in the hospital for overdoing it you know so they admitted him for like too much tobacco yeah which caused the internal bleeding yeah and so when he came like a month later they're back out and he's back on the boats oh good to see you justin glad you're good he's smoking and chewing still (laughs) but he's not doing the sniffs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was his so he cut back he cut back one of the trifecta pieces
1: he he did he did a 33% reduction yeah
7: (laughs) Up the people up in Alaska, man, I mean, when you're oh. talking about nicotine up there on fishing boats, it is insanity. Mm. Okay, insanity. so explain
1: the, explain the deal. The, the jug? Yeah, can I tell you a story first, though? Yeah, yeah. It's ahead. about that.
7: <laughs> well, we'll get to this by the end of the show. No, this, sure. this is going to
1: tee that up. This is going to tee that up. tee it up for the entire duration of the years ago, years ago, I was dating a, a flight attendant, yeah. and I remember we were out, one of our first ever dates, man, and uh, we were out shooting pool at a bar, and... I don't know what I, like I went to have a sip of my drink, but wasn't my drink? Mm. Yeah.
4: Oh mm-hmm.
1: no. Yeah, and you know what? I just oh. grinned and bared it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say anything to her about it. Could you taste what it was? Oh, oh. listen, man. Wintergreen. Oh no, not, no, no. Because yeah, I'm not like, like a. I don't have that. I'm not your... that level okay. of an aficionado, man. <laughs> I'm not like a. Like I'm not like I didn't. I've never been on the. You should. If if they ever come out with another issue a Dip Aficionado, Jared should be on it. Yeah. See that Dip one and fish. only. Wow.
8: Oh, man. Yeah, yeah you're sitting I'm next it. to him. That's you're sitting right, right next
1: Autographs to him.
2: Autographs after the podcast. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the guy right there. Wow. Can you believe it? No oh, 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 way. Wow. Dip Aficionado
7: Magazine. Holy smokes. So now, now, now I'm shaking. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Holy.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I took it a big gulp. And is like,
4: yeah! yeah.
1: Didn't mention it. Didn't spit it back up. Mm. Didn't mention it. Just rode it out. Went back mm, from it's tough. I could take you to that bar and show you right where that thing was sitting. Oh, <laughs> God. Now, that tees that up because yeah. that solves that problem. Yeah, exactly. I would never yeah, drink I mean, out of that. Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is why it was created. Uh, you know, it's got a weighted bottom so it won't spill. Can I see a clean one? But yeah, this is a clean one. So you haven't spat in there yet? No, no. It's like a mini okay, pumpkin on. with a lip, and then you—it's got a little tab on the side where you can put you, put your thumb on a deck eye and you can pop it up. But um, yeah, you here. It's not threaded. Just a little, nah. Oh, but I see. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so it's just like, a, you know, it looks like an old spittoon, but, you know, you can do a whole bunch of custom stuff. So we did meat-eater mud jugs for y'all. That's great, man. Yeah.
1: And then you leave that around the house. You're not spilling it. Yeah. If it tips over, it doesn't dump out. No. Nope. Yeah. I was saying, I noticed that you guys generally like to, like when I was growing up, People like to. They really prefer to do it into a Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah.
7: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, before
1: that was around, that's all it was. Dew bottle. Yeah. And for some reason, that's what they like to spit. So
7: back in high school, we used to cut the tops off of Mountain Dew bottles. So you'd cut it like halfway up, Mm -hmm. and then you would flip it Mm -hmm. over, and then it becomes a spittoon.
1: And you put some tape
7: on there. Put some tape on there, and you weight the bottom. No, I mean you could. You could throw something. Throw rocks in the bottom. (laughs) Sure, man. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's what we used to do back in the day. So you, you sell this product? Yeah, those are mud jokes. How do they? How do folks find this? Mudjug.com.
1: Oh, get your own URL and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. So also joined by ex- Drew. Explain yourself.
9: Uh, I'm Drew Lasky. So I'm Taylor McCall's manager. I work with a couple other artists too, John Goolsby and Olivia Wolf, and I'm just here to hang out and see what's going on. Is
1: it? Uh, He's a decent manager, huh? Yeah, great. Yeah. great. At yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that a wink, Taylor? Did you just wink at Steve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see yeah. the right yeah. eye, yeah. so I couldn't so, see a wink at you. Taylor, tell everybody real quick, what's up with your album? Uh, I've
6: been sitting on it. We recorded it in November, so I've been sitting on it for a, a little while, and we just got these vinyl and CD, the graphic and everything, the full package in a couple weeks ago. I think, think it's going to be days. a big hit, man. I believe so.
1: I like this album. Thank you, man. We listened, like, we listened to it so much at, uh, like I said, we broke it. Yeah. Yeah, in our camper we have a CD that's a player. Good, that's a good problem to have. In our camper we have a CD player, and uh, willing to keep a couple CDs in there. Totally, totally. And busted it. I'm I to keep start bringing out, you extras. I keep the fixer. outtakes, uh, all the stuff that didn't make Exile on Main Street. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's one. in there. That's, that's great. And your thing? Yeah, Ventilator Blues. You got that one in there?
6: No, no. Is that,
1: that is that one of the tunes on what didn't? It make It was on uh, there. Yeah, yeah. it's What See, didn't make okay. Exile on Main Street? Amazing.
6: That's one of my favorite records.
1: Um, and then we have a Typhoon album in there. Nice.
2: Nice.
6: Sweet. Now nice. you got Buck back. Now we're
1: back up to three. That's right.
2: How'd you do three sides to a record? So
6: it's got, uh, Drew, can you explain that? You might be better.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
9: basically it saved money instead of splitting it off onto four sides, we put it on three. Yeah.
1: You know, well, but there's two records in this record thing. There's two, two records. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah the That's issue it. was
6: run into, we, we would have had to, like, there's so much, uh, like, an intro and outro. It's my grandfather singing on here. and. Oh. uh not too many people these days are putting nine minute songs on vinyl and that creates, you know, you need more more records. So that was the most efficient way. You need to give out a record
1: player with this son, of a bitch, because no one's got a record player.
7: People are now.
6: Yeah, I mean, that's coming back in. That's coming back in. And people AR, are, when are buying selling, them.
1: when they're selling vinyl at Walmart,
6: people got record players. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: coming back around. It's yeah, weird. CD Man, I'll tell you vinyls. what, if if I when I was just at my mom's house, we went to visit with my kids and everything. Once the once, you know, once it looked like the pandemic yeah. was over, yeah. went to for a minute, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever that was, whatever that two weeks was. Yeah. We went to visit my mom, and man, she still got—I don't know where it came from—I get like hundreds of. I should—that I'm exaggerating, dozens of these, yeah, old it's, albums. It's but it's all that stuff from that era—it's like Jay Giles Band, Ario mm-hmm. Speedwagon, whenever the hell all that was happening,
6: totally. Well, it's just a piece of, I mean, it's like, the. Fr- it's to me, it's like, it's everything. It's the art. It's how it, the, the list is in order and uh, obviously the music, but it's, it's, I don't know, the vinyl is like something, instead of watching TV, I used to just get a new record and just cut the TV off, you know, blast the speakers and eat my dinner. And it was like a nice, I don't know, refreshing way to have an evening. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's you kind of. That's kind of a, a piece of that you can sit down with someone and say, you know, let's listen to this thing all the way through, rather than all oh, we have the option to skip or like psychopath people that listen on shuffle. You know, that's you know, <laughs> yep. you know, you don't have that option. You yeah, know? you got to listen yeah. the way the artist yeah. wants it. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you, what one did you play? Black Powder Soul. Last time you were on the you show, you guys were
6: the first to hear it. Yeah. And what are he, you gonna play this time? Hell's Half Acre, or something, figured out. I kind of just don't come in here with an agenda, just kind of freeform it.
1: You remember when he had to write that ditty about Yanni?
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> saw some comments on that saying, that boy can't write no ditties. I no, said, no, dude. That's said, damn. Challenge. Yeah.
1: Good blues musician, bad ditty writer. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay with that, though. <laughs> you're, no. you're like, your focus is ditties. Oh, I'm yeah, man. So
1: I'm, I'm big-time big into ditties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Chester's here. Hey, everybody. Chester's here because he, he's, he, uh, he's here because he likes to be in on anything that has to do with tobacco. Mm.
3: This is like a collection is of dip. Is that like why I'm here?
1: Yeah. I, just like, I was like, you know who else likes to dip?
5: I would like to think <laughs> of it as like, I like music,
1: you know? <laughs> I was like, you know who else likes to dip? Bring Chester down. <laughs> uh, oh, we got to talk about a couple quick things. So a lot of times when we, we cover off at the top of the show, we cover off on email. We call it mail, but it's email. But this is a special edition. Because this is stuff that actually came in the mail, so Crane, you'll appreciate this. So you know how we've talked a lot about the writer Duncan Gilchrist, the late Duncan Gilchrist. Mm -hmm. I I always talk about this because a friend of mine was with Duncan when he died. Yeah, filming Bighorn Sheep. He said he just looked over and he was dead. Mm -hmm. So much it was so surprising that my friend turned to him and said, "Duncan, where did you go?" Just.
5: The heart attack or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Duncan wrote these great books, Hunt High and All About Bears. And I was we were talking on here about how there's he, they were self published and he didn't make many of them, so now they're super expensive. Wow. Like people sell his books for like a thousand bucks, but with no note or nothing, this shows up in the mail a fresh copy of All About Bears from Australia.
4: Wow. Oh, no note. Wow. I couldn't
1: tell if I was supposed to sign it. It's just nothing. I think it was a gift. I think it was like, he's like, hey, I got to copy that. And I know they're rare. Yeah. Brand spickety new. All about bears. Wow. From hmm. Australia.
3: We got to find out who.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got Send his info right addresses.
3: here. Okay. Yep.
1: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um. Thank you. Oh, another guy wrote in. I don't really, or like literally wrote in. <laughs> he bought a print. This will go in the studio. It's a print of like the world's jackalopes.
2: <laughs>
1: From the world over, pass this around.
2: That looks like all it. the
1: species of jackalope-like creatures. Very nice gift. You're gonna need a bigger studio to hang all this stuff on walls. I know. A lot. This was busy week. This <laughs> I, I just it's like a discovered. In I didn't here. know about like 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. I didn't know about any of this stuff. I did not know about this though. So. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think of that, Chester?
5: I think if I get another tattoo, it might be one of these guys. Yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) There's a scientific journal called Fisheries. I think it's called Fisheries, right?
3: Oh, God, wow.
1: Is it called Fisheries? I know it because it's always sitting on my my brother. My (laughs) brother has published in Fisheries and whatnot. Anyways, this article, see this article right here? the it's a it's a article appearing in an issue of fisheries which is the scientific journal of the fisheries world the, the article is called goodbye to rough fish paradigm shift in the conservation of native fishes
3: what's a rough fish
1: this is from a peer-reviewed journal
3: what's rough fish
1: uh it's a step up from what they used to be called which is trash fish
3: oh okay
1: so trash fish would be carp
3: carp tilapia
1: buffalo burbot mm. to some people
5: some people call whitefish trash fish every mm. kind
1: of every kind of sucker okay every kind of the dozens of sucker species gar like long nose short nose alligator might at one time have all been what they call trash fish, uh-huh, but right. fish and game agencies even will still use... Like, fish and game agencies never said trash fish. They would say rough fish. And this article is talking about a shift in public perception around trash fish. It was interesting. I'm getting to the main point in a minute here. Oh, he's got... Who wants to take a look at that? Here, here's a litany. Here's a rogues gallery of trash fish in this article.
7: Spoonbill.
3: Oh, wait, side note. We should, uh, for a new meat-eater game, we should uh, do a deck of cards for Go Fish, but... That's right. Do all kinds of...
1: You remember when they invaded Iraq and they made that deck of cards everybody they were looking for? Yeah. Yeah, we could make a deck of cards <laughs> of all the rough fish based off of that Iraq yeah, deck yeah. of cards because the ace yeah. of spades was Saddam,
4: mm-hmm. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I was reading the other day uh, in... um. In, you know Inherent Vice, the Thomas Pynchon novel? Mm-mm. They made a movie with Joaquin Phoenix and stuff, okay. Inherent Vice. Okay. Anyways, in Inherent Vice he was saying that what Wild Bill Hickok, everybody knows a Dead Man's Hand. Mm-hmm. Aces and 8s. The 5th card. This book says that his 5th card was the 7 of Hearts. No one knows that. But then I got to thinking and looked it up and it's a widely debated issue. What was Wild Bill's 5th card. Have you seen Battle to Buster Scruggs? No.
3: Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. I know. I've you haven't seen that? Me, no, everyone's told me I need to watch it. Well, Mm-mm.
1: when you watch it, you'll see Buster Scruggs is invited to join a card game. Uh-huh. And he wants his own hand dealt. And they're like, you can play that hand. And he looks, and it's aces and eights. And then sets them down and says, I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. But then still dies later that day. Like, just being just peering at aces and eights <laughs> killed them so uh who has got the rogue gallery i do these are all rough fish i'm getting to the point here
7: was pike on there pike minnow ah. oh
1: northern pike minnow ah. the northern pike minnow is a fish previously known as a squaw fish
7: hmm, but never they
1: heard of that. In, in some areas so this there's a graph in here about scientific research of fish where is this thing man oh look at this So I'm holding up a graph that shows how much fish are researched. Okay? And here up top is, of course, the rainbow trout. There's a book about the rainbow trout called like The World's uh, First Synthetic Fish. That's rainbow trout.
4: Hmm.
1: Okay? And then it goes down of like, so these are game fishes, the top. And it's just like a, a relative graph showing scientific research of fishes. Of the game fish is the most researched three... I'll do the most researched five fish. Rainbow trout by like a long shot. And then kind of lumped together. Chinook salmon, largemouth bass, Atlantic salmon, and brook trout are all kind of like in second place for scientific resources to study. And then relative to that, it gets into rough fish non-native and rough fish native um, of rough fish escapees, the so ones that got into new waters. Lake whitefish gets the most research, mm. and it gets about as much research as a sauger. The least is the alligator gar. Mm. And then, look at the pissant amount of research that happens on all these species of fish here. So, like, basically, of, of zero interest to the scientific community to date would be such as Short Gar, Spotted Sucker, Golden Red Horse, Gold Eye, Quillback Carp Sucker, Sacramento Pike Minnow, Moon Eye, Silver Red Horse, Blue Sucker, River Red Horse, High Fin Carp Sucker, blacktail Red Horse.
3: How many of you in the, in the room know some of those fish or all of them? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't all know all of, all of them. them. I mean, yeah. good, good eat. Like, why not? No, trash fish. No, but that's a Rough. whole, you know, we, okay, Rough. everyone can go watch
1: episode <laughs> Rough one. Rough and <laughs>
3: Everyone can go watch episode one of Pardon My Plate with Steve and Spencer about carp. And I mean, these are like, yeah, culturated well, notions. That's,
1: that's why I'm bringing this what, up.
5: Yeah. Or that
1: okay. They white. talk about our work in this article.
5: Oh, They quote They talk about either? the work
1: of our company oh, no in kidding. this article. Okay. They mention it.
5: Or that that video. Of, of or... being
1: like, of being part of, like, part of. Of a broader movement of ha- of teaching people to have an appreciation for these native fishes that have been in your waterways yeah. since the beginning of time. I
3: mean, at the end of the day, can anyone make you know? Can't these fish go well in uh, fish cake? Sure. Yeah, your fish cake recipe. I mean,
5: yeah. That video that Dirk got famous in, Mountain Whitefish. Yep. <laughs> you can watch that? That's too. trash
1: fish. Yeah. You can do two things at once. You can find out about mountain Whitefish and find out how Dirt got famous.
3: But okay, all but, about uh, watching
1: the same video. But just
3: the whole trash fish thing or rough fish thing. So like, whose palate was? Is it really just based on taste? As, uh, a, as a thing, I mean, who?
6: Because
1: they feed on the bottom. Maybe some of them suckers.
3: Sure. Yeah. I think right, it's this, that. I get
1: it's but, it's the it's that there's an excessive amount of bone. Okay. Almost universally, is a lot of bone.
3: Yeah, but you can pickle it and dissolve the bone.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me put it this way. <laughs> It would be that it takes the greatest amount of work, uh-huh. the greatest amount of effort to yield, an ex- a, 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 to yield a taste and dining experience acceptable to the average American palate.
3: Yeah, but, okay, we like peanut butter and jelly
1: and yes. burgers. they would I give mean, that. That would not be a rough sandwich. Got boring palate. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a rough sandwich. Now, if you had a peanut butter, jelly, and bone sandwich... That might be a rough sandwich.
3: Okay, but
1: it's just getting so that that's the paradigm shift. Is is stop? Like when when I was a kid, my dad knew all the game birds. Mm -hmm. Okay, he knew a couple birds he hated, and every other bird on the planet was a Tweety bird. (laughs) 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 Hundreds of Tweety bird species. Two birds that he hated. (laughs) <laughs> and then, like oh, he liked great. rob, he liked robins and chickadees. He hated crows and blue jays. <laughs> then there's all the game birds, and then there's tweety birds. <laughs> that was basically how it went.
2: Do you think it's a visual thing too with the fish? The like rainbow trout just looks prettier than a carp. No, I don't no. think it's visual. It's the processing. Yeah. I don't think so.
1: That's it for the mailbag. That was that was that was all physical mail.
2: Look at that. Physical mail and records. We're yeah, like right. back in time. That's right.
1: Okay, last thing. This is back to email. But it's kind of weird because it's an internal email. One of uh, Corey Calkins. If you email us, that's who reads the email, among other things. He was out. I mean, he must have been out scouting or hunting this weekend. Hunting. There's a bad drought here right now. He sent a picture of a water tank he found. The greenest. This, the water in here looks like Gatorade that level of green and in one tank because he's thanking he's thanking the drought on this how thirsty it's making everything in one tank he sent a photo of this are floating 24 pine squirrels two gophers and two chickadees oh man floating in a tank just trying to get water take a look at that i'll put that on instagram So if you go to at Steve Rennell on Instagram, you'll find. Just look for a bunch of dead stuff floating in some green water. You'll know that you're looking at the right picture. Isn't that something?
2: The ranch I grew up on, for the first time ever, they had sheep die this year because of the heat and Mm. drought. Really? Ever. It's five generations of families. It's been a dry year.
3: Oh, Christ.
2: I think they died from the water or just from drowning. Drowning thirst craze pine squirrels
1: oh last thing before we get to the before we get to the meat of it here uh das boat season three is out northeast episode one features uh, our very own cal and joel cermelli fishing new jersey stripers so you can check that out now. How do they go f- I, I would just if you type in like if you if you go into Google and type in like DOS Boat, it'll mm-hmm.
3: it'll pull it'll you right pull up. up. And you can watch it on our U- Meat Eater's YouTube channel or on our website. Yep. Ignore videos. everything about
1: Das Boot. If it's a bunch <laughs> of Germans in a submarine, that's not the right thing. If it's Germans in a sub, it's the wrong video. If it's Americans in a boat, that's the right video. That's the best way to tell. And then uh, season 10 Drops on Netflix nine twenty nine, September twenty nine. Coming right up. A lot of dirt's handiwork on there.
2: Oh, speaking of that, I was going to tell you, I'll hit fifty episodes this season. I think I really you've done fifty episodes. With, no yeah. kidding of Meat Eater, not counting really? like stars in the sky and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm at forty six. I think New Mexico will be forty six. Really? Yeah. Congratulations, Dirt. That's, cool. That's yeah. cute. It's like a fiftieth wedding <laughs> <laughs> anniversary. <laughs>
4: Uh, now, I, got a quick, I'm really I got a
2: quick <laughs> note for
1: uh kid, quick note for kids in my home state, uh Michigan. Right now the DNR is paying 75 bucks a bushel for red pine cones. So if you're a kid, well, I mean, they'll pay adults too, but I don't think adults should be out hogging the <laughs> yeah,
4: right.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know they're out there, but I don't think they should be out there. I think it should be for kids to do 75 bucks per bushel. Red pine is on an off year this year, so producing less seed. So there won't be enough seedlings in a few years to replant and transplant. In order to get paid for your bushels, you need to register with the DNR first. So if you're a kid, have your mom and dad help you register and go out and collect red pine cones. Yep. 75 bucks a bushel. You remember when they started paying that bounty on um on uh, northern pike minnows? And some guys are pulling six figures.
3: Six figures? Yeah. <laughs>
1: How much was the guy put that? himself out of business because the next year he only made 75k? Oh, like well, he outfished for him. his he, he bounty hunting for fish.
2: How much is a bushel, roughly volume wise?
1: It's like four packs, right? I
4: don't know. What's
1: four packs <laughs> or three packs
4: yeah.
1: or so? <laughs> I can't remember, or maybe three bushels is a pack. Someone's check this is easily solvable. Easily solvable.
5: You're gonna get that nursery 64
3: run. US pints.
2: That's
1: a lot for dry of dry goods. Cones. No, yeah. huh.
3: and you can't you can't pick them off the ground. You gotta pluck them from the tree.
1: Ooh, you have to bring your mom and dad in a ladder. It's getting more complicated for the kids in Michigan. <laughs> okay, now back to Taylor. You got the new album coming out. Tell everybody about it. Um, it is. Uh,
6: it's um, when I moved to Nashville. I had feel like I had necessarily three years to kind of. It's when I, from when I started there, I had seven songs and transpired into now having you know about 150 or so, and then now it's uh it got whittled down to how many 12 on this record 12 12 plus um, your grandpa plus my grandfather so just yeah, so your grandpa makes a cameo on it yeah so it's kind of a, a salute to him so I was at a funeral and uh, this came that song came on I think my great-grandmother uh, like maybe four years ago or so and uh, the lady kind of family historian lady I was like a it's like I gotta have this. Hold on who died? Uh, How they died? My great grandmother. Uh, she was just old, real old. You yeah. know what I mean? Old age, guy. Old age, yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, anyway, that came on, and I was like, man, this is a cool Johnny Cash song. And I was like, wait, that's my grandfather and my mother singing harmonies. Uh, she's thirteen or fourteen in that. And uh, I had that file of eight tracks that she sent me, and the only one of my grandfather was number four. And uh, it took me like two years before I could even muster up to really listen to it. And so, like, halfway through the record, I was like, um, we got into drinking some tequila and wine. And I showed the guy. Is that his, like a cocktail? Uh, it's just, that uh, sounds like a bad combination. Yeah, yeah. And I showed uh, the producer, Sean, and uh, he started crying. <laughs> I don't know tequila. if it was from the tequila or wine, but he was like, this has got to be on here. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, I like to think in a lot of different unconventional ways. And to me, it's like a outcast thing like an old hip-hop thing to put of a weird intro or that you know and a lot of people that have listened to this privately have gotten caught into the record because it's it reminds them of something maybe from like they something familiar you know with old country music yeah and i look at it as, as a uh, as a piece like the beginning and the end the old ship of zion it's kind of this you know you get dropped off by the boat and you get picked up at the end and in the middle is this like hellish sonic landscape that uh, me and sean made ourselves everything and uh Ben Alamont, who played keys on, like, two songs, but other than that, we hunkered down for two weeks and made this, and, uh, couldn't have, uh, it's one of those things, like, I'm sure when you write a book, um, it's one of those things, you can kind of have this master plan of how it's gonna maybe be your masterpiece, but when it kind of, towards the end of the process, when you get out to the other side, sometimes it can be more that you could never have realized, and to me, this is, uh, it's really one of those, it kind of happened like that, and, I don't know, just uh, once you get that energy, uh, the feeling you get from making this stuff, it's uh, hard to put it down.
1: You know, uh, you mentioned writing a book. I, I think a strategy for writing a book, um, and I've done this, is write an ending mm. that you think is real good, mm-hmm. and then try to write a book that would be good enough to have the ending. That's right. You're like, man, if I can deliver on that ending.
6: Yes. And a beginning. Good ending, <laughs> ending and a beginning, but start with the ending first, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, and then what I'll do is I'll write all the easy parts. Okay. And then I just kinda like Your chorus first, first. Then I don't got, do it. yeah. Then I don't, do anything. Then I don't do anything for a long time. And then yeah. I start writing the hard parts. Yeah.
6: yeah. Well, I feel like you learn so much. Like I didn't know half the things I knew before I started being a songwriter. It's one of those things you can use. I don't know, I was at playing a, a wedding, some some fans of mine, they were getting married and one of their sisters was like kinda flew me up there in secret and I played for them. And uh it's just one of those things they were like they were taking me to the airport and you're like, you're reading the Tibetan book of the dead. You know, that's weird. But as a writer, the more, you know, not normal things you read, the, the better ideas and the broader perspective you have, you know what I mean? Sure. you, yeah. you have more to pull from or a bunch of useless stuff that, uh, I don't know When you have a few drinks, you can tell a couple people. <laughs> so when you start playing around a tour for the album, what, how will that go? Uh, we're starting, uh,
9: End of October, going to Texas with yeah. the uh, producer Sean, Sean McConnell. Yep,
6: yeah, so it'll be my first time in Texas, step foot in there, and it's going to be a great run of shows and um, running a duo. So I've been, this was the first project of electric guitar stuff, so I've been working the kinks uh, with the gear part for like four or five dates before this run, and uh, we're playing Americana Fest. September 22nd. September, yeah, so it'll be a good, good run. I like to do it in short spurts, some kind yeah. of homebody. And, uh, I feel like I give everything I got when I make music, you know, it's, uh, it's not a half ass thing. It really comes from here. So I have to kind of hit it hard and then rest, you know, my mind and body. I see what it means, see what it means to like want to live in a cave forever sometimes, you know.
1: So do you still regard yourself as a fisherman or is that behind you? now? No, it's not
6: behind me. I just don't get to, my headspace is kind of flipped right now with the aspect of getting this to a place to where I can, you know, really get to where I want to fish. I don't. I don't really fish much in Tennessee because I got spoiled out here. And uh, I'd rather put in the time and get to a place where I can go down to Patagonia or something rather than just stay in. Oh, because you like fishing for trout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, it, 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 listen. Tennessee's See, got he way better fish. not
3: care fishing.
1: about trash fish. <laughs> Tennessee's got way better fishing than
6: this. They state. got armadillo fish too. They float. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee's got uh, uh, that's that's a great fishing state. They've got some great fishing, though, but like right in Nashville, like um you it's know poor fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The problem is those I mean, all those songwriters down there
6: sure talk about it all damn time. Yeah, I mean it's but they I don't know they they haven't you know been between the lakes you know up there in the Madison. It's like that's. To me, you know, it's like using a shitty guitar to record a record with. It's like, I'd rather not record the record. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, got gotcha. gosh. Part of the, part the
9: problem with Taylor's fishing right now is that he lives 10 steps away from a recording studio. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
6: That Stevie Ray Vaughan, he cut his last record on. And I've just been learning how to use the board and operate a system that is 100% out of my league. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to like... I don't know, a lot of this musical journey has been like very spiritual in the sense of like too good to be true shit, it's always happening. And for a 24-year-old to have complete access of a studio that Stevie Ray Vaughan sat there and touched the knobs, and that was his last record. He would die a year later, and it was his most com- commercially successful record. It's like, um, I don't know. It's To me, when I had that studio this week, I was like, oh man, I gotta go to Montana. It's like, And when I'm here, it's like, oh, I don't want to go back to Tennessee. So it's weird, it's a weird headspace, you know. Hmm. So if, if if this launches your career and you get all famous, you'll still come on the show. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know, man. We're gonna be in Patagonia fishing a little bit, so we have to make it mobile. <laughs> 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 I've already got some connections down there and been working on my Spanish. Uh, that's good. That's good.
1: Get incredible deals on premium cuts from ButcherBox. Do you like free protein for a whole year? Well, deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I, at home, well, I got two freezers, but you know what I'm saying. I like to have a freezer stocked full of stuff. I like feeling prepared, man. When I come home and it's time to make dinner, I like to go in. And I got all my proteins lined up in there. It just makes me feel good about stuff. And with ButcherBox, you'll always be prepared with meat in the freezer. It means fewer trips to the grocery store delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always. You get a variety, a high-quality cuts at an amazing value. You'll get exclusive deals as a member, too. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash meat eater and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free and every order for a year. So every box you get has that in it free for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com meat eater. Make sure you use code meat eater to choose your free for a year offer plus $20 off your first order. to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey, everybody, I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who, over recent months, I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did uh me and uh John Hayes the taxidermist just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear. Um watch that video and in that video you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now, for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now, you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code Eater, and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people, 10% off with the code Eater. That's a good deal. We Already carried up this this weird deal that um, you grew up watching, yeah, Jared Outlaw's dip videos 100 <laughs> percent pack dip spit. That's it,
7: <laughs> enjoy, is, yeah, is it instru-
1: uh, the, yeah. Okay, Jared, explain how, like, yeah, I, I remember seeing the like a list of like early famous YouTube people uh-huh. and you were on it,
7: yeah. I started, like, how I started uh, back in 2007, like, YouTube basically. Really started in like 2000, it was like the end of 2005, but it was still kind of like a weird video chat dating site, kind of. It was? So, yeah, a little bit. And you could do like <laughs> video responses and things like that. So um, <laughs> a little bit before it started. like, I'm like, and I, w- I, I, was didn't not about, I didn't know uh, this, time. Give me, give me a little YouTube history. What was it? So it was like a, like a video response dating site is kind of how like, well, I think what they did, I mean, I don't know. That's it, what they intended? Well they they went to a million different things cuz they had this like broadcast yourself type of platform where yeah. it was like what what works cuz you know Facebook was was starting to mm. to to become bigger MySpace was already big at that time so they're trying to Yeah like, and
1: Facebook was weird it was like a way to vote on yeah. like who was good looking yeah, or not Yeah yeah yeah
7: it was all just like vote up well I mean I guess you got you, same you thing. like
1: scroll through all the girls at college and give them like a yeah, yay nay Yeah yeah,
7: yeah.
1: <laughs> that shows you kind of like as much as they act now like, um, you know, like, oh, we're helping the world. Yeah. It's like you really see into the mentality of these oh, yeah. people.
7: Like, and it makes people shallow. Yeah. Like, you look at Tinder or something. But uh, now
1: they all act like they're like, they're, they're like diplomats. Yeah, 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 yeah.
7: So, I mean, it started as that. And then, you know, you got, um, at the very, very beginning, it was kind of just like people would upload, like, you know, their, like, funniest home videos. You know, like AFV back in the day. So you'd see a lot of cat videos. You remember, like the Charlie bit my finger. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like that was like the YouTube's first like viral video and like keyboard cat back in the day. It was like a cat playing a keyboard. I
1: do remember that Charlie bit my finger. Yeah. Thing. They found
6: that on some, uh, uh, Os- Osama bin Laden's hard drive on his computer was uh, Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> oh, really? You right. like that video? Yeah, he loved that video. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a random fact for you right there. Cow man. Yeah.
2: He loved that. That video. he loved that so video So he was into that video. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
6: Yeah. Huh.
4: <laughs>
2: but anyways.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did he have any Jared's videos on that? I wish. <laughs> uh,
7: that's funny. Well, yeah, so I I, <laughs> I started more around So how like, how old were you then? I was uh I was I was like fifteen. No, I was sixteen. Um when I first started, and like I said, like what were you w- trying to use it for dating? No, 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 that was before that was like when they first started, like two thousand and five,
4: okay,
7: and um, and I was big so when I was younger, I was big into acting and and anything I could do like to like just entertain people, like uh-huh. no matter if it was like. Like, if my mom was, like, watching the news, I'd mm. be like, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. I'm going to do it. So I would get uh Like, be a newscaster. Yeah. Whatever it was. Like, I just wanted to entertain. Over to you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I would just uh, I would just kind of make these skits and sketches and, and things like that. But I remember I did one. Like mostly it was like, comedy. Yeah, mostly comedy stuff. Because back in the day, like, now you have what you call a vlog, yeah.
1: which is like, Still? you know,
7: you just... Yeah, you just film. I never yourself. hear
1: people use that term anymore.
7: Yeah, yeah, they still use it. Um, I mean, I guess you just say video now, but vlog- like everybody's a vlogger now. Seems yeah. like they do it on their Instagram and and all that. But back in the day, that's it wasn't even around yet. Mm-hmm. So the biggest things on YouTube were like, or that there started to become channels that would get bigger and get more subscribers, and like they would just start making sketches or skits that were like two to three minutes long, and kind of like. uh like an old sketch sketch comedy show that you would see on Comedy Central or something like that it was like on YouTube and you would get more of it cuz it was like normal people like us sitting in this room totally. doing it you know totally and so like when i first started the 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 most popular i think it was uh like smosh or this girl lisa nova they had like 20,000 subscribers and that was the most and that was a big number that was the biggest youtuber in the world and i couldn't even believe it i was like they could fill up an arena their yeah. audience. This is insane. Yeah, And, and you couldn't even make money on YouTube. But back they, the but like the, these
1: aren't like people who are into like total redneck shit, right? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, yeah. I was the only dude. Probably. You're like, you, okay, but keep telling the story. Yeah. We'll get to there.
7: That. I mean, there was, there was not, there was probably like around a thousand people that like even made like actual content. I just did it because I liked doing it and yeah. I would just do whatever I wanted to do. Even if, you know, a hundred people would watch. And so then, um, and then they, the like 2000 and, uh, or no, before that I, I made like a hunting video and I had a dip in cause I was dipping at the time <laughs> and like and what, everybody. What, what were you, like, what was the hunting video? I can't even remember. It was something like. And you were living where? I was living in Colorado. Okay. I was, I went to high school in Colorado right outside of Denver and, uh, and we were like hunting these fake deer in my front yard that we had like these little like statue deer okay so and, this is like a comedy video. yeah like a sketch video yeah and uh and w- back th- i mean this is before you could even really do editing like windows movie maker had just come out and i had it on my uh a- at our computer and so i would like try to like you know you would quit cut. That's about yeah. all you could do. There was no transitions or anything like that. So I tried to try to do all the editing in camera before we would you know post it. I mean, it, and it took me. I made videos for years, like ever since I was a kid, but I just didn't know how to post it. Um, you know, you got to like hook your camera up. I had one of those giant VHS, <laughs> like you put the whole VHS tape yeah. in, the, in the side. I had one of those, and uh, but but yeah, I had a dip in, and then everybody was like, "What are you dipping, man?" And what I'm like, "What were you dipping?" At that time, um, probably Copenhagen. And you were young. Yeah, I was 16.
6: It's about the time I found. Him. I started watching his videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also dipping Copenhagen. No. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah I like the Copenhagen, the wintergreen and the the straight. That was my thing until you know we started
2: sound checking. You guys remember the Copenhagen Black? The oh, bourbon, yeah, the
7: bourbon flavor. Oh, heartburn like every time. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do that. They used to do it seasonally and now they uh they kinda cut back on it. But the the back in the day it was it was around for a while. It was good. I think they came out with that in two thousand six or something like that. I
6: think one of my favorite videos from yours off the top of my head from back then, it's not like a newer one, uh was the one where you caught that snapping turtle. Oh with yeah the, with the floating milk jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
7: would I would do like I never attended to just do like videos on dip. No, you were doing activities. Yeah, I was just doing, I was just filming mm-hmm. whatever. But did you have a, early on, like in the old days, mm. did you have a preference to do hunting and fishing stuff, or did you, like... I did whatever. Like, I did whatever, like, I felt like, and I'm I'm all over the place. So one day I'm, like, super into hunting, and the next day I'm, like, super into my wife or something. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over yeah. the yeah. place. Well, oh, you guys are having a baby. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are, Yeah. Yep, we're having a baby coming soon. That's awesome. Uh, I, I saw on Instagram what were you guys doing? To, you were shooting something to find out what it was. Yeah, I took I, ri- I had a deer target, and so I ripped one of the antlers off, like, and we just put buck or doe over it. And then we put a big old balloon, taped it to the deer target, and both shot it. Well, who, who rigged it up? Uh, me, I think. I think I just duck- so you already knew the answer. No, 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 no. The balloon thing—that was somebody else. Somebody got oh, it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody got it. Uh, my wife like dro- uh, dropped it off at like Party America or something. And they did. Yeah,
1: yeah. But we yeah. Uh, we yeah. had to take. Yeah, we did that with a cake one time. Yeah, didn't mean, shoot nothing, just cut the cake. Yeah,
7: yeah They do. Whole, they do everything, yeah. man. Not mm-hmm. just balloons. They do cakes and and yeah, all types of stuff.
1: That guy that had a they had a gender. See, when I first heard about a gender reveal party, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. My my mind went to um like someone transitioning. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it yeah. meant. It was like yeah. a party if if you transition. Right. I thought it was like when you What am I ha- gonna be? Yeah. yeah, it's like I thought it'd be like it's like when you are like official, you've right. officially and then you'd have a party, which which would be a great party. Yeah. Like I I could imagine partying about that. Yeah. But yeah. Then I realized it's just about babies. Right. But the guy that uh, they had a gender reveal party and they they had like a Tannerite target, uh-huh, yeah. They have blue smoke or uh-huh. pink smoke. Yeah. Started a big ass forest fire. They just got a massive fine, man. Like oh, yeah. Restitution for the whole damn fire.
7: I know. I couldn't. It's like where I live is just like out oh, here, man. It reeks of smoke everywhere. You can't hmm. light a yeah. match. It's nuts. What?
2: What's the snapping turtle? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I want to hear oh what yeah. So I,
7: I used to live in Kentucky, and um, where I were lived, you born? I was born in Florida. So I've lived daughter. in everywhere. So um, from Florida to Alaska. Um. I've lived all over the place, but I lived in, I would live in Kentucky for four or five years out of Versailles, which is kind of where all the bourbon stuff was is. just so there
6: like, the other day playing a show. Oh yeah. yeah.
7: I love Versailles. So uh, I lived on like a 350 acre farm out there and we had two farm ponds and we had a whole bunch of snapping turtles in it. And this is before like nobody was making hunting stuff on YouTube. So I was doing just what I was doing every day. And I was like, well, I might as well just film it. Mm-hmm. And so I did a video called... I can't even believe it's still on there, honestly. But it's called "How to Clean a Snapping Turtle," and the first ten seconds he's shooting at the head with a 22. and everybody's like, "I thought this was how to clean a turtle tank." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is going yeah, on? Turtle.
7: And uh,
6: all the beta fish people mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was
7: I was probably twenty two, maybe at that time or twenty three, and and so I would just like, you know, back in the day, I didn't know what to do. There was no like. There was no avenue, so you just did whatever. So, cleaning a snapping turtle or...
6: And it made some of your best probably stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? That's the way I look at my early stuff. It's like, before you knew what you were, yeah. you know, it's like, that's the unfiltered, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 Good stuff.
1: When you're throwing uh, shit at the wall, mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, when you are doing... You weren't making any money early on from YouTube, were right? No,
7: you couldn't even make money on YouTube. I think I did YouTube for like five years before you could even make money. Um, Before they turned that on, or yeah, whatever. I think it was like 2010 or something when they when they came out with saying that they were going to do a, a uh, I think I was in Alaska actually and they announced that they were going to do this partner program where Google was going to run ads in your videos and you could make money and it was they kind of like I remember the email I got about it like you're entered because I already had like an audience yeah and so I was like what oh my gosh and then it got my mind like I never thought that I could you know, do something like that as a job. Mm-hmm. I was, like, more of hoping that maybe somebody from Hollywood would see my video <laughs> yeah, and sure. shoot my yeah, head yeah. off a snapping turtle. And, and
1: he'd be like, yeah. this, Wanna be this young in, yeah. man. Yeah. Want to yeah.
7: be in Avengers 5? Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> so,
7: um, so, yeah, I, I uh, they they just, you know, 2010-ish is whenever you could start making money on it. And then, uh-huh. it, then it like then everybody wanted to be a, you know, a YouTuber. So, and it got more, it got more like business-like then. That's whenever you started seeing, it wasn't that it like the fun went away, but it was like, it was really about community back in the day. Like on YouTube, like you would, you would have like 20, 30 different other channels that would watch you and they would always like every time your video uploaded, they would, they would comment like good vid, Mm. awesome vid, man. You know, like like other video producers. Yeah, like other other people that you would know because it was a really small community. And then once you know you started making money on it, everybody kind of turned it into a like it was like a business almost. And you know it was like, and I mean I did too. I I went with the times, but it was it's it was a complete change from what it used to be. And it's crazy that I've almost been doing it 15 years now. Do you still regard yourself that way, like as a YouTuber? Yeah, I kind of because it's just like. I mean, I'm not embarrassed by it. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. I do, like, how-to videos <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But, I, I mean, it's what I do. Like, what's your output? As far as, like, how many how many? Yeah, do you have I a produce?
1: set in your head? Like, you have to oh, do I used X to. number?
7: I used to upload every day. When you were watching, mm-hmm. I used to upload every single day. Yeah. I think I did it for two years straight. So, like, 680 videos or something in a row. Every single day. So
6: if people are binging, they're always like, they're looking for that next yeah. hit. The and next that's
7: day. that's hard, yeah. man. I mean, it's yeah. hard. I mean, you live your life a whole completely different way. Mm-hmm. I was secluded out there in the middle of nowhere. So it was like yeah. every day, it was like something new, trying to create some type of new content for people. And that's whenever I kind of like, probably when you found me, is mm-hmm. kind of when I started mm-hmm. uh, getting a little bit bigger. Yeah. And um, just because you, you know, putting the work into it. Yeah. Because so, I mean, the biggest thing about, doing youtube is consistency and and the same type of thing so now it's a little bit different where it's all about algorithms and stuff like that back in the day it was kind of just like well if i find this guy i'm just going to keep watching it so you know youtube kind of puts things in front of your face mm. now if you're consistent so
1: and what like when you're doing all that early on what percentage of your stuff was related to the outdoors
7: uh I'd, i don't know probably 70 percent. i mean everybody who pretty much um Like, even if it was like a video about dip, it wasn't just like me reviewing the dip. It was like, it was like a variety show. Like Uh, it was like, there was an intro, mm -hmm. there was the, okay, I'm going to crack the can. I'm going to put it in. And then it's like, then we're going to go check in in the deer stand. And I'm like hunting that day. And so like, I lived, I whitetail hunted on that farm. And so I'd give him like an update from the stand. All right, guys, what's up? We're in the stand. Haven't seen shit. All right, let's go back. <laughs> that, you know, just stupid crap like that mm-hmm. that you watch nowadays, and it's like, oh, that's been done twenty times. But you know, uh, that was it was kind of always outdoor type of base because that yeah, was yeah. kind of like my audience, and that's how I grew up. So because I grew, I, I was born in Florida and then I grew up in uh, Branson, Missouri. So that's kind of where. Now I No, why'd feel you like, move so much? Uh, my dad, my dad's just a builder. And, um, so we moved a lot when, when I was a kid and then I just, after, when I graduated high school, I just became a rambler and mm-hmm. I was all over the place. So I, I moved, uh, like eight times in eight years or something like mm-hmm. that. So I was all over the place.
1: So the, the aspect of it of being like, um, like the tobacco and dip and all that, mm-hmm. Just came out of because that's what people caught on to.
7: Yeah, it was. Well, I was uh, like, I was a dipper myself, but I was always, you know, especially like where I lived in Kentucky, tobacco farms mm-hmm. were very prevalent. Gotcha. You know, you're driving through Kentucky, especially like Eastern Kentucky, you see old mail pouch barns and that Americana, like. It just gets me. I love the lady it. Lady Lowe's
6: I'm... is spitting in her in her yeah. Lowe's pouch. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Oh, is that you right? Know, she's got <laughs> Kleenex stuffed in there, and it's like she looks like an old little kitty cat. She's dipping. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. in a bad mood too. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. But uh, we love Eastern Kentucky. Um, I uh, so I just became like in love with like the Americana of it, the history of it, and yeah. and uh, and how it was made, and and all this kind of stuff, and then ended up you know coming out with
1: my own. Give me uh hit, hit, hit me with like a crash course on tobacco history.
7: Okay. Real crash course. Um basically uh what was it, 1492 when Christopher Columbus came to America?
1: Hit the West Indies, yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. And so, you know, what did he think? He was in China or something like that? Where, where did he think he landed? India he, India. India, okay. Yeah. Um, so he comes Somewhere new. Yeah, but he, new he gets to him. yeah, so he gets into the it was the Caribbean mm-hmm. and um he meets the indigenous people. This is the first time. Um, they do a little trade. Basically, it's like here's some. The indigenous people give give Christopher Columbus and his crew fruits, vegetables, and these brown leaves. Mm. And they understand what the fruits and vegetables are. They have that over in Europe. But they they look at these brown leaves and they're like, "What the hell is this? Smells like crap. Just throw it away." Second time they come back, hmm. they see the indigenous people smoking those brown leaves. Mm. And then some of Christopher Columbus' guys start to try the stuff, and they're like, "What is this? This, so is, cool. this is crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah." So, th- so anyways, it was Christopher. It was basically Christopher Columbus coming at- over here, and uh, and within a hundred years, I think it was uh, by by sixteen hundred, it was in every single country in the world. No kid within a hundred years, yeah, and so. Um, all over the place. And obviously, here in America, we had it very prevalent. And so, you know, over in Virginia, Virginia was our main port for tobacco export. So, when we would, when back in the day before, uh, like in the, in, the, in the 1700s, we had a, um, uh, they would use Glasgow, Scotland, mm-hmm. because that was the shortest, the shortest boat ride basically was from Virginia to Glasgow, Scotland. And so that's where that was kind of like their traveling corridor was oh, between yeah. there, and um, and Europe, like was was I mean everybody everybody was was into this tobacco thing, and and the indigenous people. The crazy thing was is they were already smoking it, they were already chewing it, they were already sniffing it, they were doing everything. Hmm. And so when it, came do you know with, what
1: the hell it looked like? Like, what did it look like before people started to cultivate it? What do you mean? Like, it's, in its wild form? Where do you run into wild tobacco? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I know that there are it, many
3: it, different. There are a number of different types or species of tobacco, tobacco yeah. plant, tobacco leaf. Uh-huh. There's a bush um, here
1: called tobacco brush.
3: Huh,
7: but it's not tobacco.
3: It, oh, it's not tobacco. No. Okay,
7: but I'm sure like places in Virginia and and uh, Tobacco
6: Road, North Carolina. That's a heavy spot. Yeah, there, yeah.
7: Know. North Carolina, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Kentucky. I'd like to see it in
1: its wild state.
7: Yeah, yeah.
1: We had a guy on the show, like a uh, guy that works on insects and plant evolution and whatnot mm-hmm. and he was talking about tracking down like what corn came from you know uh, like a, a grass it was like a yeah. mesoamerican grass
7: yeah yeah it's really interesting actually yeah. you say that because i want to figure that out now um it kind of like see it like i could imagine like seeing it in the woods of virginia like like growing tobacco under a oak tree or something I don't. yeah know.
1: it might not even be around anymore yeah i don't because know because the cult farce. right like uh the wild turkey mm-hmm. that have you looked it up chester
7: well, it
5: says it's native to southwestern United States, Mexico, and parts of South America. <laughs> I mean, it
3: goes back, yeah, yeah to Mesoamerica mm. beyond yep. 6,000 years. Yeah.
6: Probably yeah. found it the same way they found cocoa leaves. Just yeah. walk through the woods yeah. chewing on stuff, yeah. man.
7: Yeah, yeah so, um, but it was, it, like, it blew up all over the place. And, I mean, there was all different types of of use of it. Obviously, the smoking aspect of it was, was very popular. Um and then I like I don't remember her name. She was I don't know if she was a queen or something. It wasn't like the Queen of England or something like that. But I think she was from Sweden. And tobacco, crushing tobacco leaves up and then sniffing it was done by mostly women in the 1600s. Because it was for headaches. polite. Well, no, because it was polite. Like why that? <laughs> I do because they didn't want to dip. I don't know. I don't know. But it, huh. so I guess what they said is is it would cure headaches. And Just so she, would, yeah. Faster. yeah. And so, uh, so mostly women, especially in Sweden. The reason I say Sweden is because Sweden basically per- perfected the tobacco leaf when it came to moist snuff, not as far as smoking, but when it comes to like chewing it, dipping it, nasal snuff, Sweden like killed it.
3: Is native uh, snuff powdered, like dried leaf powdered, nasal snuff? Yeah,
7: yeah, general. Oh, what's that? Let me see that.
3: Is that nasal Sweden. snuff? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this
7: is so, and I brought so, so. This is uh, open that top one, Steve. What
1: do you mean the top yeah. one?
2: <laughs> just over the. V-
1: oh, that. Oh,
7: yeah. That's that's the, that's where you keep that's your spent the use, Yeah, that's <laughs> called a catch lid. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah, you, you catch keep your, your spent
1: chews in there. Yeah. And it wasn't here. Oh, there's, you got one left. So so smell
7: <laughs> well, I just, so smell I need that to
2: get into that box real quick. What would you say? I need to get it. I need. To oh, get hold to that on. Box so hold on. on, real on, on oh, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about
1: this. Okay, I want to go with Crins thing.
7: Oh yeah, what'd you ask you, again? So you, people snorted.
1: Yeah, is it
3: is it basically like dried? You, yeah, leaf? yeah, it's
7: dried. Yeah, it's pow- like powder. you're doing cocaine.
1: Yeah. You're doing cocaine, but it's it it a ground yeah. tobacco leaf. You're
7: right, you put it right here in your mm-hmm. snuff box. That's what you mm-hmm. call your snuff box.
1: What? What so is if that? You, yeah, check this out. He's, if he's you take your to a joint
3: between, I got his... a message
1: for the listeners. Yeah. Take your arm. How, how do you describe this? Yeah, put your make your arm flexion. straight. Yeah, make your arm straight so your arm and your hand are straight and rigid. And then lift your thumb up toward, so it's pointing at the ceiling. And then cock your right hand ever so counterclockwise. And you'll notice that the base of your thumb shows up a little dimple. A little crater. A crater.
3: Mm-hmm. Like at, almost at the wrist. Yeah. What'd
1: so that's call? how you measure it out. You call your snuff box. So that's your snuff box. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank so you, you put pulverized tobacco leaves <laughs> yeah. in there and riff it up your nose. <laughs> yep.
4: <laughs>
7: and so you don't that snort it. Or? You don't snort it. You sniff it. So it's just no. like a... <laughs> Just like that. Oh, and so, so oh, just man, it doesn't just work. Burn so out. Nasty it's it burns. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought some of that in. Oh. That that would have been great. But, but that's
1: not popular that much
7: anymore. No, it's not as popular now. But they still sell it. So um, that was yeah. And I mean, you have uh, the Swedes. Like you smell the uh, you smell his general there. This is a Swedish snus that's made in Sweden. Now, careful smelling this, but just.
2: Ooh. yeah you get a little whiff. Wow. Wait, where did you get that, Jared? Because
7: I got some from a buddy.
2: I can't tell if it smells like ammonia or mint. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a... Uh, Holy
3: cow. Does it taste like it smells?
1: Dude, you could kill Basically, a bug with that. Yeah. It's So this is a... <laughs> 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 a smells like a border john, but you you in a If you do that way. in a mason <laughs> jar,
7: if you put a cockroach in a mason jar and toss that in there, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of different types of tobacco. When I talk about Sweden, how they kind of perfected it, and then... Over back in America, it's like we, you know, it was discovered oh. here. <laughs> oh Lord! I told that you it smells like that. ammonia. She
1: went hard Holy on that one.
7: Shit. I said sniff, not <laughs> snort. Fuck <laughs> oh, God! Yeah,
1: oh. Corinne's like if you give her like, that's like, what happens when you give someone wasabi but tell yeah. them something
7: different oh, or something? Jesus
3: <laughs> Christ! You go So it's
7: a little bit stronger. So this do you, is.
3: Do you taste the like? What's the purpose of that ammonia? That's got to be ammonia. So ammonium. this is. So the, no? I'm
7: telling you, everybody over in Sweden, because snus is actually uh, illegal right now in Europe or in uh, yeah in the EU. So it's basically only like like Norway and 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 Finland and and Sweden. It's legal. Uh, they're, they're working on getting it back now because, of, you know, COVID and everything. People are like, you guys got to stop smoking. And, they, and they're they like, oh, well, this is, you know, safer. So we'll look into it, basically, is what they're saying now. But, hmm. but Sweden perfected it as, as this. This is snooze. So snooze, you don't have to spit. Like you can put, this is a pouch. It's, they call them portions over in Sweden. And so when you put this in, they usually put them. Upper deck, they usually upper deck it, and upper deckers make your pecker bitter. So, everybody, uh, so you can do it at home. And <laughs> so well, they make they, your what better? Bitter? Big, big, bigger. 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 I thought uh, you said upper, it makes it bitter. Sorry, yeah. I, I stumbled. I don't have nothing to do with that. Upper deckers make your pecker bitter. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> 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 and, and so, you you know, you throw one of these in your, in your top lip. Okay. Now, this has, uh, so. In Swedish snus, there's a lot more nicotine than they have in American, snoo- in American uh-huh. snuff over mm-hmm. here. So this is like, there's like 22 milligrams of nicotine in wow. this one wow. pouch. Compared wow. to in his... What? Well, the Zins are like three milligrams. Yeah, three. What's, three to what's, six, like yeah. in a, yeah. it,
3: what's in a cigarette, just for the sake of comparison um, of somebody? I don't know
7: exactly, but probably around that too, three to six-ish. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so these are wild. like a, That
1: is like a... That's like I uh, remember remember when you were a kid, remember jolt cola? Oh, <laughs> oh <God>. yeah. <laughs> or surge That's yeah. it's like, yeah. like the jolt cola. Yeah. The yeah. dip and
7: world. this is this is mid tier. Like you ammonia um, one wow. again? Yeah. Wait, true. what oh. was the booze? Just, that there's no got, way on the planet yeah, but, I would eat that. The yeah, caffeine right. booze. I
3: mean, is that is, or is the
7: yeah. ammonium yeah. like
3: so, treating the leaf? Is it what's its purpose? So there?
7: the the thing about this is you're this is more about the nicotine. And the uh, flavor. This I is just for addicts. I this is see. yeah. Now this oh, is still okay. tobacco. Okay. So there, there's all different types of stuff out there. You have like just nicotine pouches now, which are huge. People do the Zen and the mm-hmm. and uh, and Velo and Ons and things like that. Yeah, he's got one up there. Oh,
1: it's got Swedish words on the back. Yeah, Dan on tabas- the front. It says uh, thunder, slim, thunder. <laughs> slim, <laughs> but that's white, dry <laughs> thunder.
7: Yeah, yep. Yep. and it's Crew actually thunder. slim, white, dry thunder. <laughs> this one's actually that's, Odin's. That is right there. This one's actually Odin's, um, which is in here. Which is, and they have they have other ones called they have one called Siberia. Probably because, you know, it's a cold snus because it feels cold in your lip, which is like 50 milligrams. Mm. Is that so, like
3: something menthol Yeah, it's very okay. menthol-y. They
7: have different flavors. But but the Sw- I'm telling you, the Swedes, like people over in Europe, they they the nicotine level that they all do over there is way bigger than we have over okay. there. I had no idea they huh, were into it.
1: That's oh, yeah. interesting. Because no, now, like, I feel like if you go to, you know, in, in cities in South America— you kind of get a picture of what it used to be with smoking. Uh-huh. You can imagine what it used to be like here in the 50s. Yeah. Where just, like, everybody is always smoking. Right. Yep. And it catches you off guard yeah. because of how how much usage has dropped off. Right. Yeah. Here in the U.S.
7: Yeah. I mean, with there's so many different types of alternatives now. Vaping. There's uh, Yeah, but, like, vaping kind of, like,
1: was, like, supposed to be the sal- everybody's yeah, salvation. But, kinda, dude, it's like the devil now, yeah, man. Yeah.
7: I think big tobacco had something to do with that. You do mm. a little bit, mm. like
1: that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. no
9: way they didn't. In my opinion, yeah. there's just no way. Like the research they put hit. the
1: kibosh on vaping.
9: I mean, that was a hit campaign. They're yeah. like, man, these people. Might yeah, people have don't realize to that
7: basically, like, tobacco ran the world for a long time, and it still kind of does. Mm. Like, I mean, when you're talking about the biggest business in America and the world in general, it's, it's still tobacco. Like, they got people on and uh and they ain't coming off wonder why people so like many it creative too. people like tobacco I well mean, tobacco is i mean it's it's a stimulant yeah. just like caffeine yeah. is and it's obviously you know tobacco has has natural nicotine in it mm-hmm. but it's um it's a plant that everybody you know loves to enjoy not everybody but a lot of people love to enjoy so
1: you know when you're watching um outlaw josie wales oh yeah and he's got like the rope
7: yeah that's twist tobacco.
1: And they take a chaw off it. Yeah. What the hell is that?
7: That's like it's like a plug or a, a twist tobacco. But you know, chewing tobacco like Levi Garrett, Redman, you know that? Like that's yeah. in the back. So it's basically that but dried together and they twist it together with molasses and they can, the molasses kind of keeps it together. Hold on, so it's like the actual plant, the leaves. No, no, no. So they, they strip the leaves. Okay. Um so like with 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 American tobacco, like when you're talking about like Copenhagen and and uh and, and things in your dip, um, or or Levi Garrett, Red Man, things like that. You know, you're going to strip the leaves off the plant. Um, You're going to put them in You're you're basically going to clean them up. You're going to hang them in a a barn. You're going to put sawdust under it you're going to light the sawdust and you're going to fire cure the tobacco mm. makes oh, it like really? a dark oh, leaf hmm. yeah it's like a fire cure not all of them some of them are air dried some of them there's there's all different types of cures for for tobacco leaf. I don't know that yeah like cigars are done a different way smokeless tobacco is done a different way sometimes like a dark dark fire cured dip like smokeless tobacco um you get that darker taste in it so they, it's like they cure it with fire yeah so you or basically like, smoke it. basically mm. yeah huh And so the, you know, the biggest thing about like cigarettes comparing it to dip is when you light up a cigarette, you're burning the leaf. You're never Mm -hmm. burning a smokeless tobacco leaf. That's why it's called smokeless tobacco. So when you're burning a cigarette, you're, I think it's something like 6,000 chemicals you're releasing with one cigarette. Hmm. With dip, it's so minimal that they don't ever, they don't Mm -hmm. ever even talk about it. Gotcha. It's so like there's, there's no, you know. Um, the TSNA levels are completely different. TSNA is is like cancer-causing chemicals that are in tobacco mm-hmm. that ca- tobacco just naturally has in it. TSNA, TSNA levels in, in smokeless tobacco are so low that they they never talk about it. So like the American Cancer Society just came out with a paper a couple years ago, and they, they used to have it all the time because big tobacco, there was like a war on tobacco for a long time because people were getting cancer from the cigarettes. You know, everybody smoked back in the 60s and 70s like crazy, Yeah, but... It wasn't like really put out there that it was bad for you. And then, in the, you know, in the 90s when everything started getting a little bit more goody two-shoes, everybody was like, okay, yeah, this 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 ain't good for you. I'm starting to cough up a lung now. I've been smoking for 20 years. Yep. So it started to get a little bit, you know, people were taking it a little bit more serious. That's when smokeless tobacco got a little bit bigger. But then it. because it was made by some of the same big tobacco brands like Camel has their own and, and, and Marlboro, they had very similar companies they kind of pieced it together but the american cancer society they just came out with a thing a couple uh, a couple years ago i think it was 2019 um of the 17 like leading causes of cancer and smokest tobacco wasn't even on it cigarettes was on the top no I mean kidding. there was like it was like obesity and, wow. and hepatitis and all this stuff it wasn't even on there now i've talked i've, I've interviewed um a few doctors on this because i've been interested you know, I've never had an issue. I take care of my teeth, but I've never had an issue. Um, I've seen gum recession in people. Never seen anybody or heard anybody like getting actual cancer from dip. You know, you oh, always hear. From we always
1: hear about people getting lip cancer. I'm always telling dirt he's gonna get lip cancer. That's not true.
7: No,
2: that's just in TV. Yeah,
7: yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure. It, you know, it might have happened. I don't know. I haven't yeah. heard it yet. But I've talked to this doctor. He's a. I think he still is a professor at the University of Louisville. His name's dr radu he's wrote a book
1: is he in the is he in the back pocket of big tobacco he might be mm. he might be
7: mm. no but he's mm. but he's completely against cigarette companies which is the which is crazy because most of the cigarette companies own these smokes tobacco companies so i don't think so mm-hmm. but he wrote a book called how smokeless tobacco can save your life and he basically just goes on about how like he's been researching this for like 30 years and he's never found that tsna levels in smokeless tobacco if you're not lighting it he's like there's he's like there's you, you have more of a – you like you have the same amount of hurting your body as putting sunflowers in your – sunflower seeds. in your. That's what he told my day. dad.
6: My, the doctor told my dad, yeah. you know, you got to quit here. Try these pouches or yeah. whatever. So I was always doing the long cut, and I was like, yeah. why you dip those pouches? He was like, I never got it until it's like convenient. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was in here. I've already had a couple dips, but if I'm – here I got stuff all over my face, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it's clean and I get it, but
7: but don't they put big old cancer warnings on the back of the dip? Tent? Yeah, that's the crazy. So here's so like here's. Oh, ours. Let me say
1: I want to say I want to add one thing in. Yeah, uh, smoking killed all four of my grandparents.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: My grandpa, my maternal grandfather, smoked himself to death and took his wife down with him, and she needed smoke. Really? Wow. Yeah, because she sat in the living room with yeah. him for. 50 years, yeah. watched him smoke cigarettes. Yeah, you can't Killed the both of them with lung cancer. Wasn't he? And your, my old man had that's lung cancer. Kind of sense. And he quit. He had quit and he worked his ass off to quit, went to a hypnotist, tried everything. Eventually, he made, he gave 10 to 1 odds to anyone that would do it mm-hmm. that he could quit and, and just made cash bets 10 to 1. Yeah. And that's how he quit.
7: So, because wow. so he
1: was no way going to pay out all that money.
7: But you can't second hand dip. That's right. No,
2: yeah.
1: You can not if you drink it. <laughs>
7: well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I <laughs>
2: secondhand do.
1: But I didn't do it. I didn't do, like, enough to get uh, I did I didn't do it enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I think, like, these guys were saying, too, with the—my dentist said— Oh, no, this
7: doesn't say anything about cancer. Go ahead, Dirt. Oh, that's <laughs> nicotine. We. This is not tobacco.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah this that's is why. Yeah. But my dentist said—I uh, mean, this, I haven't been for a couple of years, but last time I went, he said, if you move it around— He's like, what can cause lip cancer is the abrasiveness, like you're saying with sunflower seeds. But if you're dipping and you're switching, switching, mm-hmm. it, people who get lip cancer have a, what do you call the thumb pocket?
6: Yeah, that's a good point. Snuff
2: box. Like they that. have a snuff box in their mouth. Yeah, uh. the, the abrasiveness is where the cancer starts. But if you're moving it around, mm-hmm. the dentist told me, I'm mm-hmm. good to go. <laughs> My mom's
6: a hygienist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah.
2: come yeah.
1: on. <laughs>
3: What, what I'm super curious about uh, are all the different ways that people cure, create, etc. cetera, smokeless tobacco. And then like regionally, like who chews what, who dips yeah. what, like that yes. whole like, kind of.
7: So in, uh, in Sweden, like I was talking about, they have snus, which they got that name from snuff over here. Um, and that's snort and tobacco. No, well, so that's nasal snuff, but like this is still considered snuff, like the stuff in your can. They call it everything, snuff, dip, chew, chaw, rub, okay. whatever. There's so many names for it, but but it's still all the same thing. You're just talking about smokeless tobacco. So over in Sweden, they have what you call snus, um, which snus in a long cut form, I didn't bring any, but it's it, it's like a very muddy texture, but it looks very similar to, uh, to a long cut dip like this. And so what... Um, what they do different than what American companies will do with theirs because American companies will, will ferment theirs, which uh, is real, like a smoke quick, the, the boys
1: are packing. Uh, oh, they're packing. You guys, can't, you guys can't be in this I'll conversation. I try that uh, Swedish <laughs> yeah. one. Which one's that? But a, you're doing, a, you're a, doing, a, you're doing a, an alternative a, right now. A, we're going to
7: sample hey. soon. No, they're too. doing yeah. an alternative. <laughs> so, which one's that? Wintergreen? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of flavors. I, I
1: want
3: to try that bourbon one or that peach one, but I'll get to that.
7: So you
1: guys doing tobacco alternatives right now?
7: Yeah. So this is, yeah. One step at a time. (laughs) This is my company, Outlaw, but the, um, we're still talking about tobacco, so yeah, we haven't gotten into the alternatives. Yeah, so so, uh, so what the Swedes do instead of fermenting the dip, which in America they they you know you ever seen like a picture of an old tobacco barn with the you know tobacco leaves hanging, oh yeah, yeah, and there's smoke coming out from the sawdust. And I don't know about sm- that part. I, yeah. th-
1: this is all new to me, the whole smoking it thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it makes me kind of makes me they, think of smoked fish.
7: Yeah, they they like cure the tobacco, yeah, um, with the smoke. So that's called fermenting. In Sweden, what they would do is they 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 uh, it's called a pass. It's pasteurization method. So it's more of a steam cure, hmm. which they say, which that's just their method of doing it, which is a whole different way of of consuming it. But they say – like with doing that method, you don't have to spit. Hmm. It doesn't really juice up so like it does. So this one, I'll have
6: to spit. I just put in that Swedish, the 20, yeah. 20 milligram. Oh, God.
4: Come so on, oh, you just what? put the ammonia in there? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. These
7: boys down here doing alternatives, and you're doing the ammonia?
4: Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. I yeah. just,
5: <laughs> I just <laughs> Googled yeah, we, man. how many milligrams of nicotine will kill a man, and it said like 60.
7: Don't so, here, so Let me
6: get three. No. <laughs> There's no <Wait>. way. <laughs> I'm, I've about. done...
7: The most I've ever done, I think, was uh, nearly 900. (gasps) Mm. (laughs) I, mean, I put, what yeah. so how, how did people realize they had to, to that so i got a i got Holy a buddy shit. we call fat boy and maybe you should we be got on this. Avengibles 5 avengers <laughs> yeah maybe <yeah. laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the lunchables
1: edition like <laughs> dip man like dip man is like his special power man
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> no
7: amount of nicotine can kill him <laughs> i freaking i would whoop Thanos' ass with my dip stick <laughs> <spec, Yep. son. laughs> But uh,
1: The bad guy's hiding in the dip shed. <laughs> no one can go in there.
7: But yeah, so. I'll go in.
6: <laughs> Some Swedish Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, <laughs> the
7: that Siberia I was talking about earlier, which is like almost fifty milligrams. My my buddy Fat Boy, he goes, he's like, you won't do a full can of that. And so I was like, I'll do a full can of that. To mm-hmm. be like, you in your through. mouth at one time. Yeah, and I looked up that stat. You know, they're like, what's a nicotine overdose? <laughs> And it says, like, 60. And I was like, I've done way more yeah, than 60 yeah. Yeah. before. So I just put the whole thing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept it in for, like, four minutes. I did it on video. Uh-huh. and um, Did you have to use the restroom right away after that? No. Yeah, like,
1: no.
3: What, I what never did, threw up. What did your body do? Like, increased heart rate? So, like, yeah, increased you like heart rate, and then I
7: started sweating, mm-hmm. like, really bad. Oh, just what did you do your can there? That's a
1: little... Yeah, oh, you yeah, got a that's jug. Smart. Well, tell, tell, Yeah, well, what's wrong with the jug, Chester You too good for the jug? You don't. I have want
5: a... to take someone else's jug. That's like. But what? How how'd
1: you manipulate your can there for that?
5: I just popped a hole in it.
1: Yeah. Is that a, like an old dip that's trick? Together. Yeah, it's a dip trick. Yeah. You were a wrestler in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys dip to cut weight?
5: I mean, I didn't. Does that work? But yeah, people huh. do.
1: Yeah. When I was a kid, huh. man, they yep. you in high school. Uh, the wrass, the guys on the wrestling oh. team would. Put a garbage bag on. Yep. Yep. They punch two holes, a hole for their head and a hole for their arms. Put a garbage bag on, mm-hmm. pack hot. a dip, and run around like that.
7: Oh, God. That's how I started dipping. Spitting, spitting,
1: and then wearing that garbage bag to sweat. I thought yep. you were going to say that. hot And then bikes, you go
7: though. into the fight. No, then you go into the fight.
2: You go,
1: you go into the fight raring like, to dang. go. But never felt better. Yeah. Never felt
7: better. It's an
2: appetite suppressant, yeah. nicotine, mm. isn't it? You say what? Appetite. Isn't it an
7: appetite suppressant? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It could be, yep. I, I can see that, but I think that's not the tobacco. I think that's the nicotine mm. that does the,
2: that. You talking about taking that uh full can? You guys remember the horseshoe there?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've
6: seen deal. him do many of yeah. those.
7: Yeah. You you do? Yeah. The horseshoe. He's yeah. done the
6: whole, what, what's the most, you've done like two cans probably in no. your mouth? Well, didn't no, you do no, a, I, just I one? got a small mouth. Yeah. Man.
7: I can't do yeah. that, but there's some people, man. That they'll, they'll they'll just. Fill their whole mouth. I mean, back in the day on YouTube, I remember I would never do like the challenge type mm-hmm. stuff, but like there was, you know, remember the cinnamon challenge? This was way before that, and so everybody loved to do the what's tobacco. the cinnamon challenge? Cinnamon challenge when you just put a, a spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth and you try to hold it in without.
1: Yeah, dying. and then there's like something about mm-hmm. put some ice water on yourself or something like that. Yeah, the so, ice water challenge. Oh, you mean yeah. the
3: bucket challenge? Oh yeah, yeah.
7: and that was for uh, that was for <laughs> yeah, ALS.
1: ALS. Yeah. So hold on, this It's
3: confusing
1: there's oh speaking of confusing my sports stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Dirt so my birthday was in February but Dirt just brought me a birthday present and it's a dude uh it's called a slam dunk he's slam dunking there's a into a basketball hoop there's an athlete slam dunking in a basketball hoop and it says touchdown
2: (laughs) (laughs) I saw that and and this is like a custom
1: (laughs) a custom shirt for me who is I have a lot of problems with sports analogies. It <laughs> doesn't gonna, stop me from wanting to do them.
2: That's gonna and mess sports you up more references. Now.
1: <laughs> so when I gotta make make a reference to a sports player, I'll be like uh Ridge Perry. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only guy I can think of, you know?
9: Aren't, aren't all well, no, the... Pete yeah.
1: now I got Pete Alonso. Oh yeah. Yeah I know him so I like watching him play.
9: Aren't all the tobacco companies for the most part like Copenhagen, Grizzly, Skull, aren't they all owned by the same company?
7: Uh so Copenhagen Skull Um, Red Seal, they're all owned by the same company, it's all U.S. smokeless. They are owned by Altria, which Altria owns a bunch of, they've owned everybody.
1: Um, Oh, so like the big, like, smoking company, mm, Philip Morris, yeah, they don't, they're
7: not, they didn't throw down on dip, Philip Morris, yeah, that Philip Morris has dip. Oh, yeah, pretty much all the big, like, cigarette companies that you can think of, they did think to get into dip, yeah, and they're pretty much all owned, like. Uh, buy somebody bigger that has a branch out of, mm. of smokeless tobacco and, and cigarette tobacco. A lot of these companies will roll their cigarettes and make dip in the same manufacturing unit. So,
2: Do you rub elbows with them boys without Outlaw dip?
7: Uh, like Philip? I used to, back in the day, I used to... Um, I used to be ambassador for a lot of people. Stokers, I was an ambassador for. Copenhagen, I did a lot of stuff for. Um. Oh, really?
1: You were a, a, a Chewbacca? Or yeah. Not Chewbacca. Chewbacca. That's yeah, the guy from yeah. Star, Star Wars. Wars.
7: <laughs> Mixing up Star
1: Wars and chewing tobacco. Oh, that's so good. We've
6: already got our movies yeah. through. We're all up <laughs> Chewbacca. Right?
1: Dude, that'd be a good movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. Chewbacca. Like Star Wars, Starring but Jared about tobacco. A yeah. Chewbacca is like a woolly guy that
6: needs to get some dip. <laughs> so I had a buddy in high school that owned the can of Copenhagen Wintergreen, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe he was telling the truth. He said that was in our family's line, Wayman Copenhagen, and his last name was Wayman. Is oh, that is that
7: W E Y?
6: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting.
7: Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Wayman George Wayman is his name. He's the one.
6: Shout out to Nick Wayman.
7: Nick Wayman, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool to see Where's he, he in South me on, Carolina. Yeah,
6: South Carolina. He showed me on the can the the W C. That's kind of like. Reading a dollar bill, you, yeah. you don't realize, like, oh, that's on a dollar bill. And he's like, that's my grandfather or somebody's initials. Wow. But yeah. You know, down yeah. So
7: when people look at like a Copenhagen can, it's said, you know, most people would be like, there's like a WC mm-hmm. on there, a mm-hmm. CW they see. So that stands for Wayman's Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And uh, which George Wayman was kind of like the first guy who that's nuts. Uh, 1822 started doing it.
1: My buddy Ronnie, who's, who's been on this show mm-hmm. uh, quite a few times over the years, he had. He's got a lot of quotes. He's the one that introduced me to the idea that you should never wear a hat that has more personality than you do. Yeah. Sound advice. Uh So I should take your First Light hat off? No, that's not (laughs) a personality. (laughs) 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 Dirt, his hat doesn't have more... It's an awfully filthy hat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It matches the wearer.
1: Yeah, but it matches the wearer. Yeah, Yeah, Don't wear a hat that has more personality than you do. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of advice against like the wrong person getting a cowboy hat. Yeah, like for I have no business. Yeah, yeah. If you ever see me in a cowboy hat, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, I would like you to ask me to remove it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah. you rocked a beaver
2: hat for sure.
1: Oh, I wear yeah, dude. I wear I wear a fur. I wear a beaver fur hat because
2: you trapped. A I, I
1: grew up as a trapper. Yeah, yeah. I got every right to have a beaver hat. It's oh, a yeah. northern, you know, like a northern symbol. Yeah, that's not more personality. No, no, no. I was, but like I, I had I no business insane. in the Stetson. Yeah. Uh Ronnie also said I can't he 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 said both of these are one of these. He said if your dad's your best friend, you ain't got any friends. <laughs> or he said, if your wife's your best friend, you ain't got any friends. <laughs> yep. I can't remember. He either said both, I know he said one, but when me and my buddies talk about it, we're like, no, that's not what he said. He said it's probably both. He might have said both. Yeah. It might just be a thing. Definitely he the wife one. So he told me the difference between, like, he's like, he doesn't like smokers. He start well, it's kind of weird because he started smoking, but he did, historically didn't like smokers mm. because they don't, they can't do anything. Right. He said a chewer, a, a guy that dips probably has to work with his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he always used to feel there's nothing more useless than a smoker. Yeah. Because he's got to do everything in one hand all the time.
7: Right. but a guy that dips probably works yeah and that's where you see most of it especially in America at least construction you know yeah Yeah, that's what I'm curious about like
3: who you know rural urban divide like what who's doing what who's doing what kind like is it regional is it you know
7: yeah I think well definitely like uh, smokeless tobacco like this you know this dip stuff here that's pretty much big all over here like in America that's about it. Mm-hmm. Over oh. in Sweden and and things like that they'd have the the portions like I gave you mm-hmm. there. That's a that's a that's great. Yeah, yeah. and then you got they have a loose snus which is very similar similar to this but it's. It's different. Like it's it's more of a tobacco taste than, than we, you know, like this one's a, this is one of our sweet tea flavors. So it's like we, we can basically flavor wh- whatever we want. And uh, over there, it's a lot different. But like this type of stuff here is is basically just in, and it's not even in rural America every, anymore. Hmm. A lot of people that used to be smokers and stuff here, they're getting onto the nicotine patches like those mm-hmm. Zins uh-huh. and and things like that. But um, as far is as- Is there somebody, a
1: smoking version of Alternatives?
7: Uh yeah, what was that a while back? American Spirits. Yes, which yes. were oh that's uh, tobacco though, but it's,
1: it doesn't have any
6: like additives yeah, it, or. Oh it's, come it's on! Kinda but like, it wasn't yeah. the additives. It's kind of like a gluten free cigarette, you know? Yeah, what I mean?
7: and then they had the the electronic mm-hmm. cigarettes. Yeah. which yeah. Is I had just a buddy get in the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. There. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that, thinking about that. Yeah,
7: and yeah. then vape. I guess considered that too, but it's just it's just a little bit different because there's no. I mean, yeah, I guess it is the same.
1: You just you know that's a that's a good correlation. Yeah. Like alternative tobacco or alternative tobacco tins, dip, yeah, being like when people had like e cigarettes, yeah. And what I you like try to, to, to say,
7: save the lungs, rock the gums, mm. yeah. I like that, <laughs> I like that.
1: to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey, everybody, I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded By one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who over recent months I've become friends with. And my God have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did, uh, me and uh, John Hayes, the taxidermist, just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear. Um, watch that video, and in that video, you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now, for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now, you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code MEATEATER, and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people, 10% off with the code MEATEATER. That's a good deal.
3: Steve, did you ever dip when you were working for Ron?
1: No, dude. I, ne- I But here's the have thing. Have you
3: tried any of this? I mean, at least. Oh yeah, tried. I ha-
1: no no never like, seriously. So no? I've you never. You, you took Go a. Ahead.
2: You took one of my skulls in uh, Arkansas. Yep.
1: At the campfire. And how long did I have it for?
2: About five minutes, maybe four. Yeah. So. Quick, well, but.
1: Ronnie, when I worked for him, they he, that's when I found out about the snort stuff and took a rip of that. About blew my head off. Oh yeah. Yeah. God. That's that was rough. also the when I the first time I tried horse meat Ronnie had a can of ground up horse meat
2: it still had the bone chunks in it <laughs> isn't Ronnie uh, chain smoking cigars now <laughs> so yeah. that's this is part like so we're like when
1: I worked for Ronnie that was like a whole education in like tobacco products again because he's a millwright, so all the guys that work for him are all like addicted a lot of them addicted to booze a lot of them addicted to dip Ronnie, he wasn't then he became because he got in like he started smoking cigars mm-hmm. like so a gentleman. He started getting like he, like, I could see like guys going the other direction. Like a gentleman, he'd like smoke a cigar with the boys, and the next thing you know, he's chain smoking them. <laughs>
2: wow, yeah. I think that is something though to your question, Corinne. For me, tobacco when I got started into it, it was the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Coworkers co-workers at the ranch or my uncles mm-hmm. and dad. Mm-hmm. It's like you'd, at the end of the day or at lunch, you'd like all have a dip together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Dirt was born on a cattle ranch. And he was saying that when you got,
2: you could shoot prairie, to, what the hell was it? I saw so at the, at headquarters, they had uh, the essentials at their store. So that we're like an hour from like a small ass town, you know. But at at the ranch headquarters, you could, you could just grab a box of twenty-two shells or a Copenhagen snuff can, and it would just t- be taken off your pay for that. So drink. bullets or dip? Yeah, that was the two things they had in the store. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's
7: my kind of store. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so when you tried it
9: around the campfire, did you go through the the ritual vomit? No, because I,
1: here's let me give my full tobacco history. Uh my old man smoked for a long time. So when my old man was in the war, and on the war, like in World War II, they gave you mm-hmm. cigarettes. Your sea ration would come with three cigarettes inside of it. They also, he was state, he, so he got queued up in North Africa, and then they went down to invade Italy at Anzio Beachhead. But they all just got rat holed away in North Africa while they're getting ready to do the to start doing all the beach invasions. And he got into a a, a kind of a nasty business where they would take cartons. The North Africans wanted American cigarettes. So they would take cartons of cigarettes, take all the packs out, pack it full of sawdust to get the right heft, put two packs on the end, and sell them out of the trains because people were jonesing so bad. For American cigarettes. And you'd kind of hold it out, take the money, and then hand him the thing. And you're only giving him two packs. And there's a carton. Of. So the, the, he got into that racket. He used to explain to me. But worked very, very hard to quit smoking. So he would have beat my ass. Bad. Okay, let me give you an example of how bad. This dude, I should find this guy and write him a letter of apology. Our neighbors had some cousin or something. Got out of the Marine Corps, come to live with him. His name was John. I'm not going to give his last name. J-O-N, no H. He was, he was a bad smoker, and uh, real bad smoker. Remember, ran around in cowboy boots. But anyways, around the time he started living there and smoking and everything, just coming out of the Marine Corps, we got on to smoking uh, corn silks, rolled up in newsprint, and we got caught smoking corn silks, rolled up in newsprint out in the woods. And my old man promptly went over there and blamed the dude out of the Marine Corps for it and gave him an ass-chewing. <laughs> blamed – this had nothing to do with it, right? So a lot of, like, like uh, various, like, tobacco interactions. In fifth grade, we were making agricultural maps where you had to glue the agricultural product onto a map, okay? So the Midwest, you'd glue some corn. Someone down there had, for some reason, someone brought in tobacco. And fifth grade, me and Stanley Johnson ate a bunch of it. Oh, oh no. They had to call our moms. Oh. I was, I was,
4: I'm not kidding you.
1: I was honest to God having hallucinations. I was unbelievably sick.
2: How much did you guys eat?
1: I don't remember. I was in fifth grade. Like we eat, took eat, it eat out it? in the playground. Were
3: you like trying to pretend that we it was thought, like something? We dip knew or that it was something. like a thing to do,
1: that you're supposed to eat it. <laughs> mm. And we ate it.
7: You see like outlaw Josie Whale spitting on his dog. And oh, yeah. We knew yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah. Like buzzards got to eat, same as worms. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like all that rolling around our heads. Yeah. And so sick, I was honest to God, hallucinating. A good so it. it cured, I think that those <laughs> sets of experiences Yeah. Nothing to do with my dad conning Arabs out of
7: <laughs>
1: that. But like all the other stuff
7: Yeah.
1: Um was never into it. Now, the one positive experience I've had with tobacco, but I didn't do it cuz I don't want to become I don't want to become an addict is uh um down in New Mexico one of my friends had like, some kind, and he pours bourbon and rum and stuff in the sack. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to name him. Mike Rule. Well, I think we talked about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Like,
5: i that out if you want. I
1: think we talked like, about that. opens the bag up and pours some booze in there. His two bag? two good. Opens his chew bag yeah, up, yeah. And dumps booze in it.
7: Oh yeah, we used to do that all the time. Dude, Wait,
3: Jared, was... do you have a <laughs> bourbon or something flavored?
7: Yeah, we rum got. Or we got. Thing in oh there? yeah, we got this yellow blend, which is pineapple rum. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You smell that one? You crack it open.
5: Steve, when I uh...
7: okay it says pack
1: dip spit and joy.
7: Steve, yeah, will baby. you try
3: some with me? Oh, well, this oh, is yeah. not. This isn't tobacco. This is an alternative.
7: So, yeah, this is yeah. This is tobacco free. There's still nicotine in it, but there's no tobacco.
5: Huh. Steve, when I was guiding back in the day, yeah, some guy gave me a cigar speaking of like can't work with smoking yeah, this Cuban cigar and I was like eighteen, and I felt real bad if I didn't finish this thing so I was rowing down the river with this Cuban in my mouth, telling him to cast left telling him to cast right with this giant <laughs> Cuban and he was it was like a celebratory cigar for catching a big fish about Ten minutes in, of rowing with the cigar in my mouth, ended up puking all over the place. Really, you did. Yeah, and did that's. You get a good tip that day. I did, yeah, and I had to switch to, uh, switch to chewing, you know, after that, just because it was too much smoke. It's a work working man. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs>
5: too much. Oh, I got another nicotine? really bad
1: tobacco <laughs> experience. We went to see Steppenwolf, Commander Cody, and Head East, all in concert. And had some King Eddies. I remember uh, everybody getting sick and of puking off those King what's, Eddies.
3: Oh, like what's what's a King Eddie? King Edward those, Cigars. Oh, those like ones you get at the gas station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got
1: sick from that. Yeah.
3: I celebrated my high school graduation with some cheap-ass cigar, and then I turned green, got real sick, threw up everywhere, and yeah. that was... Yeah. I've, I've still smoked some cigars since, but this...
7: So Did you, if you I, threw I'm one on the, in earlier, didn't you? What? Did you throw one in already? No, oh, I didn't,
3: because I'm not sure if I want this Georgia peach well, or another vanilla. flavor. There's vanilla. Yeah, here. I'll, I'll oh,
7: go oh, for vanilla. You want some vanilla? All right,
3: I think. Are, are you here.
5: afraid of puking?
3: I mean, so, I'll I'll probably leave it in for a short amount of time before I start to get dizzy. I'm really sensitive to nicotine.
1: All right, so keep keep walking me through how you got into this then. So you eventually wanted to quit.
7: No, 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 no. I never wanted to quit.
1: <laughs>
3: Chester's trying to quit.
1: Well, Chester's trying to quit. Dirt quit quitting.
7: Yeah, well, I got a big box of hit beer for
4: you.
1: We were in South America, and here, here's how Dirt was going to quit. Uh, we were in in the jungle. I, it. I, can, I can see. I'm so, I'm so pure. I'm so pure. Yeah, I don't want to close how the to tent. Do,
3: I, don't, I, I need a lesson of how to do this. Dirt
1: but. brought to, to South America with him. He brought a kind of chew he does not like. Okay. And it was going to be hot. It was, this is was his quit plan. What, was it? what kind did you bring? I think. Yeah, I think it was like.
2: I was into No, that. it was grizzly. Well, it was grizzly, but like wintergreen or something. Okay. Yeah. Brought a kind he didn't like. There it is. <laughs> that.
5: Stevie.
1: That's a fat there gagger, Sean. Yeah. That's a big one. Okay, no. so I, should, I should.
2: Wait,
3: I should pinch off a much smaller amount. No, no I was going
2: to say, I, I told Steve this in Arkansas. If you yeah, take too small mm-hmm. of a dip. Yep. It you end up swallowing it and getting, yeah,
7: sick. it, gets, it, it gets, okay. gets, yeah.
1: Do you ever know anybody that gets addicted to the alternative or does it always go the other direction?
7: Well, this has nicotine in it, still. but
1: I'm saying no one ever like didn't dip yeah. but then got alternatives and got hooked on alternatives. Oh, no, for no. sure.
7: I think
2: the Zens are a great example,
4: of that. yeah.
7: Z, so, like, Zens are a great example. Like you said, they're just it's just nicotine, salt, and powder, just water, and that's about it in a, in a pouch. Yeah, but so no one like,
2: starts on it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. A handful, of, in my mind, thinking about now, a handful of women. I'm getting buzzed. Yeah, Women who already. never.
3: <laughs> I'm messing this up. I can't even pack this. I'm right? taking
2: mine out. I'm scared.
7: So you're doing it like the Swedish way now. You got it in your palm. That's called Whoa. bacon aprilla.
3: Okay, so I'm doing that. Whatever yeah. you just said.
6: That's <laughs> a rap song right there, making aprilla. <laughs> bacon <laughs> aprilla.
7: Yeah.
3: Corinne, yeah. I already got mine out. Is it, is I got you scared. Is that too big? <laughs> Remind me of fifth No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm not going to. Okay, and then. The upper lip or the lower lip? It doesn't do really lower. matter. Yeah, do the lower? lower. Like, like to one side? <laughs> Steve, just put it right. <laughs> Steve just, like, rinsed his mouth out. With some, like, well. <laughs> I was
1: starting to hallucinate. It's <laughs> me and Stanley Johnson were back in fifth grade out in the playground, man. I was going to have a wild hallucination.
7: Just put it right. too right in the side, like right here. On right on side? your canine. Right on your canine.
6: My grandpa always called it worm dirt. Like, growing up as a sure, child. Sure, man. You yeah. can picture some more. Yeah, that's what you used call uh, Copenhagen
7: Snuff, because yeah. it's super fine. Wormed. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now, is there it possible go. that I got buzzed that quick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: Dude, I swear I got a buzz. So, we we got the same amount of nicotine that's in, like, Copenhagen or Grizzly in this stuff. So, really? you had killer vanilla. Do you like the flavor, though? Oh, I love nice, it. Nice crin. Listen, yeah, I'd chew it up and eat it. Yeah. Look crin, Look how good Krenn
1: looks.
3: <laughs> nah, this is a little it kind of blew the whole
1: DJ look she had going on. <laughs> yeah.
7: So okay, it's, and it's, I
3: should I should spit often so I don't.
7: Yeah, I mean, like when you when you start to feel it juice up, that's you just spit it right in the jug. So it's and not it's tobacco. Juicing up. Uh, no, it's not tobacco.
9: What no. is it instead?
7: This this is our uh, this is our own blend. So a lot of other companies that are do uh, alternatives they use mint leaf, which is oh. Very similar, but mint leaf, if you flavor a mint leaf, it just still tastes like mint. So they'll come out with like a bourbon mint leaf dip, (laughs) but it still just tastes like mint. You don't want bourbon and mint mixed together. Uh, Some companies will use corn silk, which no flavor really Really? gets into that. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, it's it's not, they kind of just sit on the shelves in the gas station. Nobody really likes them you know and so we we used uh uh, we basically sourced the world for years on trying to find uh the best leaf and we found a tea leaf that we love and um and then we our process of, of making this is more it, we basically do more than tobacco companies will do with their dip with this. And, like, if you'll notice our dip, like, when you have it in, it's it's got more robust flavor than a lot of tobaccos because you don't – the tobacco is, is almost a little bitter when it comes to a dip. And so ours, like, for instance, this root beer, we got one called Ramblin' Root Beer. I mean, that thing just tastes, like, straight up, like, barks Root Beer or Mug Root Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so – yeah, it's it's uh, it's doing really well. But the the biggest thing is we just wanted to put something out there that didn't suck because
4: mm-hmm.
7: every tobacco alternative I ever tried was horrible. It was just like it made you. I mean, it probably helped you quit because you just didn't want to do it anymore, or you would just go right back to Dipping Grizzly or Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I didn't tell Dirts quitting plan. Oh yeah. So you Crap had I Green. went to South
1: America with a bad kind he didn't like.
2: Okay. And chewed the shit out of it.
1: Well, his plan was, since he didn't like it, he wouldn't burn through it. Right. And once it was gone, he was going to come back to America and never dip again. Okay. But he said he got back to America and went into a gas station. First thing. And he said the tins <laughs> were actually speaking to him. Wow. <laughs> You're hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. I said, why? why? He said they were, they were calling to him. Yeah. Yeah. So your bad tobacco was
9: Grizzly Wintergreen? Green?
2: Yeah, I think it was, I, I can't remember, but yeah, that and it. Did, I didn't chew that much on that trip because I didn't have much. That's so when I got back to the states. I was looking for it, and Taylor,
6: Port, what do you chew? What's I, your, I like
1: the Grizzly Wintergreen pouches. <laughs> well,
2: here's the, Dirt, what's your old man like? Oh, he, he's Grizzly.
1: So yeah. I said, Dirt's old man likes Grizzly, and I said to Dirt, um, find "You anything. don't chew Grizzly." No, here, here, here's Dirt's quote. Dirt said. No, I got a good job. Mm-hmm. They call it the welfare bear. <laughs> yeah, the
6: well,
7: yeah. yeah, the welfare yeah. bear is what they used to call it. But now it's a lot better because back in the day, Grizzly used to be the cheap one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And now Grizzly mm-hmm. is just as good as Copenhagen. The only reason I but like
1: Grizzly, the Grizzly was trying to get on to Kodiak's groove, right? Because Kodiak, like Kodiak bear, and they're like, oh, we'll just go with the... Kodiak had stronger nicotine, didn't it? The long cut, or what
6: was the uh, kayak? Not kayak, oh, but... Ki- co- that's
2: where I started okay. on was kayak. Okay. kayak.
6: They had certain winter yeah. grain like a Kodiak. I remember working at a plastic plant. And it was like a little bit stronger than a normal like yeah. Grizzly or the And Kodiak
7: is they use yeah. a a better tobacco. Yeah. It's a more them, premium tobacco than than what other companies used.
6: The only reason I switched to the Grizzly, I like the Copenhagen was because they made to me a better pouch than um Grizzly made a better pouch than the Copenhagen was like a little white little cloth, but I mean it's yeah. personal preference.
2: Hmm. There's something to Jerry, you were saying about like the sweet the snooses mm-hmm. do leave a like the generals I have leave a weird aftertaste, a bitterness. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I got one of my good buddies from way back, Lager. We all chewed Copenhagen in college and stuff. And then um, he quit. It was a big deal. And I hadn't seen him for like five years. And um, oh, is Crin. Oh, you got <laughs> a buzz, Chris? Uh, yeah, you still chewing? She yeah. I quit. She got that front. Crin looks great. great. Yeah.
5: Crin looks great I'm just with like, the
3: chew. I'm, I'm trying to like feel what's going on right now. If you're yeah,
5: feeling that. the buzz, I'd recommend spitting it out already. <laughs>
1: See, yeah. I don't know if I felt a buzz or if I have, if I was like sweat, having a, sure. a, an adrenaline rush yeah. out of my fear. <laughs> yeah.
9: He gave you the placebo dip.
1: He, well, I'd like to know if that was <laughs> yeah. true because no, no. I, I could have had just a rush of like uh, whatever childhood memories.
7: Yeah, yeah. nah, it was a real deal. But so this guy's Craig, gonna
2: puke. This buddy, Forrest.
3: I'm still okay. I, but it's coming out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I see, I see him. This, I see him a couple months ago. Hold on, back! I, I got, look, I got mixed up. So he quit. I like
1: how you got kind of a camouflage Hawaiian shirt. On yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, this,
2: this is. You know they got smokers jackets. Yeah. This is my dipping shirt. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> new? Yeah. T- today I wore it. For yeah, it's the, like a camo Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That's a great shirt. It breathes real well too. But um, so Forrest haven't seen him forever. We go have a beer somewhere, and he pulls out one of that. One of your tins. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, why
2: not? One of. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. The outlaw can. I hadn't seen it before, and this was before I knew we were gonna be doing this. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, I quit, and I tried getting on generals, but they tasted like like cat piss after a while." Yeah. And now he's chewing <laughs> your. Yeah, he's hooked on your outlaw. Wow. That's. So crazy. I mean, it's and he's the type of dude who needs to chew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's got six kids, mm-hmm. owns a logging company. Like, you you got to give yourself. A break every once in yeah. a while.
1: So you feel that if someone has six children and owns a logging <laughs> company, that's funny. Like, they're just going to have to chew. Well, I'm saying,
2: like, <laughs> nicotine is one of those one of those things in life. Like, it's a little reward, I think. Yeah, I got it. My dad and, says
6: it's a p- having a piece of cake in your pocket, and when you run out, you know, it's kind of like that person. He's like, hey, man, you got any cake, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. That's a
1: personal thing. Yeah, I can relate to the, um I can relate. Because I used to have, where I used to drink way too much, like I used to drink a lot of alcohol. Like a lot of alcohol. If I wasn't out in the woods, I couldn't, no way, I, like I couldn't be home um, and not drink. But if I was in the mountains, no desire to drink.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: But if I was home, oh, I'd get just a terrible thirst. Yeah. And it wasn't until uh, I had kids that I was able to stop drinking. Yeah. Not stop, but like mostly stop. I basically now like, I only drink now, it's like, whatever, I'll just have a drink. You get
5: wicked headaches, right?
1: Well, and I got where I I started to feel guilty about being hungover. And I felt like my kids didn't ask to be born, but they wake up in the morning, ready to go, and you have a hangover, and it's like, it's not their problem that they're there and awake in your house. Like, you had them. So I just didn't want to be, like, annoyed by them
2: and have a hangover. But you... You had that reward system before your kids, equivalent to like a dip. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. At night, like
1: if I was writing or doing work yeah. and I got done, um, that was like the immediately finish up, bam, yep. pour a stiffy. Did you have anything in your
6: process of writing that you did, like a fix? Or was you just clean-headed? No,
1: no, 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 totally. I, I, all that stuff's a lie, man. But w- when we were studying, to, when I was like learning to be a writer, and went to graduate school and everything with uh, a lot of kids that want to be writers. We all looked up to, we all thought that the cool writers were the ones that the like, were like, the, you know, like Charles, everybody has Charles this Bukowski. image of like the drunk, you yeah. know. Charles Bukowski. Yeah, like you're man. all wasted, mm-hmm. three in the morning. Mm-hmm. No, man, 10 a.m. Monday morning. Yeah. yeah. That's when you write. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, I didn't know. I, I, I came to think that that was a total mm-hmm. lie. I think that's, that's. Maybe one out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's the way Hemingway, he didn't. I
6: mean, in afternoons, he would drink. Like, yeah, one out of a hundred yeah. writers. Yeah. Like, I don't, when people talk about like writing drunk, I just don't, like, I don't think that that's, no, I don't, a, I don't, I don't think drunk. that that's really a thing. I, alcohol does not help my writing or my stage. No, because you think not. stupid shit's exactly. funny. Exactly.
3: But then, yeah. Taylor, you you, <laughs> quote, you quoted Einstein to me. Yeah, well, chewing,
6: chewing. Yeah. Yep, yeah. The, what did Einstein said. So, Einstein, he thought of his greatest ideas while well, in the process of, the motion of chewing so he might not have been chewing tobacco but he's probably chewing gum or something like that and there's some kind of like firing mechanism of the process of chewing so when i'm writing a song or something it's like I have a dip in or this or that but i mean some of his greatest ideas he was chewing something which is interesting
1: you know it's funny my kids leverage that because when i was a little boy uh back when we were eating that tobacco and whatnot <laughs> you couldn't have gum in school and you couldn't yeah, wear a hat yeah and huh. uh now you can chew gum. Wow. In school? That's a great, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah. My kid, he, my wife just bought my kid a big old sack of uh, mm. some kind of like little lifesaver type things he was going to bring down. He says he needs it for doing his math test. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Einstein. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't
2: know. Listen, man. Yeah. This is how I can get good grades. Make mm. you proud. I a had, sack uh, of lifesavers. He's a smart one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, my anthropology teacher in college in Missoula. Would tell us, if you're a smoker before a, a test, he encouraged people to go smoke a cigarette before they took the test for some reason. Really? And he had some anthropological...
7: Stimulates the brain. Yeah, he had something. Nicotine, I mean, they've done studies on it where it's, you know, it's just like caffeine. It stimulates mm-hmm. your brain. It's, it, it stimulates you. It kind of wakes you up. Yeah, even
6: in Silicon Valley and stuff, people that yeah. are under, like, nootropics, they'll use nicotine, you know, like the little Zens or like a nicotine tablet to as a stimulant, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. But it, to me it doesn't stimulate. I mean maybe after doing it too much it doesn't. Yeah, but, your
3: tolerance is probably yeah, real high. You yeah, I still mean, have that ammonium thing in your Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> you still got that <laughs> just, just there? Just now
1: took it out, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a buzz? Yeah, I mean pretty better than the grizzly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, so we're still gonna get to, what, what you and you gonna do for us? Oh, uh, whatever you like. No, you had one in mind. Hells, hat Hell's bacon. Hat bacon? yeah, we'll do that. One. Now, but I, I didn't notice where's your guitar? It's right there behind you. Oh, shit. Can I pick it up? Sure. What? <laughs> no,
3: it's the same. put the uh Put the mic to the... No, forget it. Oh, no, I don't know how to play anything. No, no, me? but we're going to try. You're going to try, like this, right?
1: right? When I, when I, when I play guitar, I go...
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you got to start somewhere.
4: I but you're,
3: but you're a writer, so why don't you play that and accompany something that comes to mm-hmm. mind? This is you doing right it. Day. Day. Oh, no,
1: because all my songs I think of are like... Um, well, my kid... So anytime I wear a button-up shirt with collars on it... Mm-hmm. My kids like, why do you look so fancy?
4: Why do you dress so <laughs> fancy?
1: So I wrote a song about myself called Big Dog. How, how'd you get so fancy? Big dog, how you get
4: so fancy? Come
3: on, we are now, let's go. Come on, play.
1: How you get so fancy. No, it's Big Dog. How'd you get so fancy? Um <laughs> little
6: coming around the mountain with she comes.
1: All right, but Jared, walk me through how uh so how did you go from like um you youtuber, youtuber? To um, tobacco magnate,
7: <laughs> hopefully cover a dip aficionado soon. Mm, yeah, that's funny. I did not know that. Um, well, I just—I mean, I did so much stuff on dip, and I feel like I have basically learned more than anyone out there on on the process of this and actually making something good. So then we ended up starting outlaw and became pretty much the biggest uh, tobacco free dip out there. So.
3: So he's a tobacco free magnate.
1: Yeah, tobacco. Yeah, tobacco free magnate. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Now, but I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I still love tobacco. Mm-hmm.
1: What's your favorite,
6: personal favorite out of anything? I mean, I'm sure, like out of your blends, even maybe like a wintergreen or
7: like a straight... my favorite out of this one is I I, I love the sweet tea. Okay, because I like the. Can I try it, that one? Is yeah. that one
1: real and got
7: tobacco or nicotine in it? Yeah, it's okay. nicotine.
1: Oh, I got another question for you. Yeah. Explain your new album, your Ooh, fishing like songs.
7: That. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a musician as well. <laughs> the only thing I know how to play is a string, I reckon. But... Hey, that's all you need, <laughs> right there. Yeah. So I I got that's uh, enough to
6: get you in trouble.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got an album. Uh, well, by the time this is out, it'll drop. But um, I keep
1: seeing it on Instagram. Your fishing
7: songs. Yeah, yeah. So we we I did like a little EP called Fishing Songs that um, it's just. <laughs> I got hunting songs coming out in November, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I've been I I've always been doing like comedy music, just writing stuff. I just enjoy it a lot, uh-huh. just, just writing stuff. And um, so I I had this idea of like, man, I just like all these people that follow me, they love fishing and hunting, so might as well write songs about it. I just feel like there's not enough good fishing songs out there.
1: So there really is not a lot of fishing songs.
7: No, and if they are, they're very like manufactured by mm-hmm. Nashville and. You
1: know. Well, I shouldn't say there's not a lot of fishing songs. There's not a lot of fishing songs that have like made their way into the sort of You and me go fishing in the dark. Nitty Gritty yeah, is probably yeah. a great, yeah, great I mean, fishing that's song. One. Yep. Yep. Oh, Fish
5: and Whistle, John Prine.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a fishing there, Yeah, it's a fishing song. There's
5: this guy in Wisconsin named Spid Peeper. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing any music anymore. sure there anymore. is. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he's got some great fishing to- songs, like... I'm going to strap the canoe to a minivan. I got my Coleman stove and a portable can. <laughs> and it like a whole fishing song. That's yeah. a beautiful voice right there, Chester. You Shester. know, oh, what? Uh,
1: Country Boy Can't Survive. Yeah. It's got a fishing line in it. And what's funny, you couldn't. You, it was illegal in Michigan. You couldn't use a set line or a trot line in Michigan. So people didn't know what it was. Mm. But we had trout and uh, wannabe uh, hellbillies when I was a kid. They thought he said, um, we can skin a buck, we can run a trout line. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they didn't know what a trot line was. Yeah. Or they thought he was saying, We can skin a buck, we can run a trap line. Oh. Ah. Not knowing that he's actually saying trot line. we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line. Yeah. Mm. Country boy can't survive.
3: I'll yeah. just play a little bit of this now. Which one are you gonna play? Let's see. You got catfish fever.
7: Tree Pounder, Tree Pounder. <laughs> yeah, we, we've always uh, Ridge Pounder's cousin. Yeah. Kiss
3: my bass.
7: Kiss my bass. Which pl- one? Which one should I play? You can play. Uh, you can play Tree Pounder if you want. Okay, that's which, like limb lining. It basically, yeah. Uh, Buddies and tell them to meet at first light. We're going fishing in the morning, it just feels right. Man, that boat looking real nice. Can't wait to have a fight on the deck where I'm keeping that line tight. All my buddies know I wanna go pro. They always laugh and say, Yeah, good luck, bro. It's kicking me off, and I'm so sick of their scoffs. I'm catching fat girls daily, but they keep breaking off. Once I caught a fish, it was the size of a stump. Had a brown color like an old rusty truck. No one believes me. Looks aren't deceiving. You probably caught a tree. Why aren't you perceiving? Tree pounder. <laughs> <laughs> like like <laughs> 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 tree pounder, baby. We've all caught one of those,
1: dude. That's great, man. Yeah. So we have two, like uh, two musicians here. Yeah. Do you guys feel like a competitive streak right now between the two of you? Nope. Very similar material. <laughs> 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 it's, it's
7: the different. it's the different yeah. brotherhood. Yeah. Right? yeah, you guys yeah. like you like, to camaraderie, dip, yeah. you like
1: to dip, you like to fish, yeah, and here yeah. you
5: are. Dirt's a songwriter too.
1: You know? Oh, Dirt, yeah, well, so's uh well Chester. Chester's like a fake songwriter. So let me tell the funny story about Chester. <laughs>
4: no, he didn't do anything wrong. The
5: last time. So is well, this the Chester ch- from last, t- last time? I'm gonna tell it again. I'm gonna tell the story again.
1: Chester got married. And he serenaded his wife at his wedding with a song. And mm. somehow it generated some confusion among the attendees. And people came away thinking that Chester had written the song. Am I correct? That's correct. Yeah. And who had actually written the song?
5: Tyler Childers.
1: So I'm hearing all about Chester's new song. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. But he didn't do anything to propagate the lie. He learned to, listen to this kid, <laughs> learned to play. Here, hand his guitar to Chester. Chester learned to play just in order to serenade his wife. Oh. Now that's a much more that's a cute love story. What song up? was it? Do you like a pick, Chester?
5: Nah. Is this standard? Mm-hmm. Pull the mic meter, over by right?
1: Chester. Somewhere. Chester sings like a bird. Yeah. Uh oh boy. Just do M- a quick M- jug advertisement right there. Do a, do a quickie, <laughs> <Yeah>. Chester.
4: <laughs>
1: he learned to do this in order to sing a song to his wife at his wedding. Isn't that cute? That's romantic. Makes me want to date Chester.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I always can't play when I'm in front of people, but you know.
1: Well, how'd you play in front of your wife at the wedding? It's
5: a cowboy I knew in South Texas. Oh, this is a good one. His face was burnt deep by the sun. History, part sage, part mesquite He was there when Pancho Villa was young he tell you a tale of the old days When the country was wild all around Sit under the stars of the Milky Way Listen to the coyotes howl
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Chester the
1: Investor. Wow! Oh, listen.
7: It's not is so romantic.
1: So I wrote a song about Chester singing that song, and it goes. It goes. Who
0: you poo, yip, Chester.
5: was not
1: expecting that. He's like, Chester sings who you
5: poo,
4: you Chester. <laughs> Is that how it goes, Chester? <laughs>
1: Something like that. Yeah.
4: I've <laughs>
5: heard some other versions, probably. <laughs> and Chester goes who
1: you... <laughs> uh God, man, it plays packed. And then Dirt's got songs.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
1: uh, tell one of the names of your songs, Dirt.
2: Oh. Hobo song, hobo song. Yeah, that's a funny story, but another time
1: you tell it another time. Yeah, you bring your own instrument in. Yep. Okay, we can pass it over. Man, room full of talent. Now, oh, real quick before you do your ditty, mm-hmm. joint—that's what they call it nowadays. Jazz cigarette.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Uh, <laughs> like in don't
1: like in in rap you call song a joint. You didn't know this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: normal. like the joint.
6: Like the Play joints, the joints. Like, like dude. a song oh, is like a, a joint. Train.
1: Really? Uh, how do people go find you, Jared? I know where I find you.
7: Where, where can where can you find me?
1: I find you, Jared Outlaw, on Instagram. Oh yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. On Instagram, Jared Outlaw. On uh, YouTube, tell me where to find you. On the YouTube, it's Outlaw and then Outlaw Outdoors. It's just youtube.com slash Outlaw and then youtube.com slash Outlaw Outdoors. And then uh, if you guys want some dip, outlawdip.com That's it.
1: And you got a video where you? I, I I like one where you walked everybody through your boot closet.
7: Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. Outlawmerch dot com if you want some outlaw boots too.
1: I got. 16 Let me see those boots you got ones. on right now. Peel one of those off. Yeah, those are uh, those are outlaw boots. I have to get me some. Outlaw dude, I want a boots. set of these boots. Yeah, me too. You remember what badass. I said about? Remember what I said about cowboy hats, dude? But I don't know if that extends the boot. <laughs> Backwoods badass. That's cowboy my f- That's my
7: first song. Backwoods badass. I remember when that came out. You remember that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you got? Can you send me a set of these? Yeah. I got so, yellow ones. I got work boots. I got
3: so you got no, Luke, Combe, Luke Combs Crocs and those boots from Derek. But I
1: want the square toe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, dirt if you saw me come strutting in the office these hours, you beat my ass. No, no, you, you rocked that. <laughs> you, gotta be you got right. a oh, shotgun? on yeah. am like,
5: yes, dude. In your track, oh, in your track pants. Yeah, yeah. No, I
1: can wear track. I can wear my track pants. My neighbor calls me coach when he sees me in those pants. <laughs> I can wear track pants and these boots, dude. No, no, your tinkering uh, onesie that you and Jimmy have the same. Oh, and I wear that. My, yeah. yeah, my thing. Yeah, the more the older I get, like if, if I'm out about, the more I try. It, it embarrasses my wife, but the more I try to look like a junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> my wife always tries to look nicer. I always try to look worse.
2: Have you Have you rocked that uh, the Hawaii look you had? Remember the wetsuit? You were in that wetsuit. All oh, day. no, I'll
1: wear No, no I didn't go out <laughs> there in wetsuit pants.
2: <laughs> no, feel no
1: compulsion to in any way look good. It's just like whatever that is, is gone. It's like 13 years of marriage does it to you. I don't know. I just like it's just gone, but I will wear these boots in my track pants. So, yeah, yeah. Now, here's the deal though um, I want wide boots. Oh, wide.
7: Yeah. Well, these are D's. We have a wide and a work boot, but it has a steel toe.
1: No, no, I don't want that. I want square toe.
7: Yeah, it's still square toe. But I want
1: to say back was badass on it.
7: I'll get you a wide. What size what size are you? Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Okay, I got you.
1: So that's how people find you. And then but so you you run all so the, the spittoons are on their own website.
7: Yeah, that's Mudjug. That's that's not my company. That's uh oh, it's that's not a, your company. yeah, it's a but it's a buddy's company. I used to be oh. yeah. And so um so spittoons are yeah, you can get those at Mudjug.com. And we send a lot of uh, mud jugs to the military too. So, oh, you do? Yeah, if you guys go over there, you can you have a you get a free mud jug basically with your purchase. So you can either get it or donate it to the military.
1: So they don't get their army tanks and fighter jets all full of dipstick?
7: <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Keeps yeah.
1: keeps the military clean. Keep yeah. the military clean. Exactly. Okay, Taylor, you ready? Okay, now, Taylor, would you ever? Uh, do you think you are going to have Chester open for you sometime? Sure. We're playing Thursday night.
5: <laughs> I'll be gone.
1: Yeah, it's just review me. We gotta go out of town for work. Uh, I think I, I really feel like um, I'm not just saying this. Here's a way to put it, where it won't just seem like because 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 I like you, and we're friends. It's a phenomenal album. It, it here's my proof. My wife, I could tell you something about her. Feels zero obligation to you. What's that mean necessarily? She like we're friends. You've been on the show. Mm-hmm. She's not like, oh, that's cute. I'll yeah. go see him. Yeah. She knows the album so really? we play it in our camper all the really? time. And when she and she somehow independent of me, she didn't realize you're on the show right now. Really? Well, this is a while ago. She knew that she was like, can you call him to get me tickets? Because he's I said, well, yeah, he's in town. He's uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She wanted tickets mm-hmm. to go see you. Wow. That's awesome. That's the cool. And thing. hadn't even. And this is before she even like put it all. She hadn't like assembled all the pieces in her head. That's why she likes it. That's good. And she's not gonna go do something she doesn't want to do. Totally.
6: Totally. Now the cool thing about like music to me, it's like good songs. Like you show them to children or old people. If old people and children like them, usually that forces people in their middle ages to like stuff. And it's like that's a good litmus test of like I don't know. For some reason, children like my scary songs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's interesting, but
1: get this guy.
5: Yeah, I showed a few of my buddies some of your music, mm-hmm. man. Everyone loves it. Thank you, man.
1: Oh, I think you should be, I don't know, I don't want, like, I'm not wishing fame on you, like fame in and of itself is of value, but I do think that, I hope people find out, and, and like I hope more people find out for sure. For sure, they
6: they sure will. It's, we ain't quitting anytime soon. I got people that come up after shows like, "Please don't stop doing this." It's like, what else would I be doing? You know what I mean? No, why would finish. I? Why would I quit? <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
6: The song's called "Hell's Half Acre."
8: have faker it's a deep dark hole you can't do nothing to save my soul you can't buy forgiveness do not for what I've done only thing left here is to run Turn on the gas and strike up a match Jump in the car and drive away fast Leaving nothing but the fire on the blacktop Voodoo blue, white smoke rising in my rearview Got the hounds on my heels, you're blood in my tracks And once you go to hell, boy, you can come back Louisiana, found an old bayou, I've sauced out the hammer, oh, and these old boots. I'm going to shave my face, I'm going to ditch my car, oh, yeah, I'm going to roll down my sleeves, and cover up these scars. My eyes are still here, the scream on every night wide awake, still dreaming. Leaving nothing but the fire on the black top blue, and blue white smoke rising in my you Got the hounds on my heels, your blood in my track. And once you go to hell, boy, you can come back. in my closet Skeleton in my head Oh, both want to haunt me Until I'm dead But I can ride out west I've been over a train Yeah, through the end of the line I'll never be the same my eyes are still hear the scream screaming Every night wide awake, still dreaming Leaving nothing but the fire on the blacktop For the blue, blue white smoke rising in my view. Got the hounds on my heels, your blood in my trap once you go to hell, boy, you yeah, can't come back
2: right nice. Nice. Thank you. goose bumper
8: thank you man
1: oh that's
2: awesome thank
1: you have a sip of this drink yeah. <laughs> 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 <Half a sip>. <laughs> <laughs> nice
4: Damn.
1: Wait your whistle with my juice bit <laughs>